0: Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I'm the captain. We're the sports brew. And woo, it is a wasted Wednesday down here in the basement, man. Some good times and a hell of a lot of football to get to, man. That was an absolutely wild uh, divisional football weekend. Okay, not every game was necessarily fantastic. Fair enough. Patriots rolled oh, rolled the Titans pretty Pretty uh, convincingly there. However, we did have some absolutely fantastic moments, including the uh, just the ridiculous uh, Minneapolis miracle, miracle in Minnesota, whatever you want to call it, man. That was just phenomenal. Uh, so we have a lot of good stuff to get to. Obviously, we're going to call our shots for the AFC-NFC Championship Games, and we'll have some fun along the way. So let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece, man. Woo! Just for good measure, buddy. Uh, first and foremost, that's right. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some betting fun. And maybe, maybe uh, I don't know, maybe the end of that Minnesota Saints game might even qualify as a bad beat. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe? Maybe. 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 (laughs) You ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right, three, brew, and fun. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Mark, where's the hat tonight, man?
1: You know, I felt like I needed to take a week off. I figured I, I, can't, I can't bring the funk every week. It, just, it get, you know kind of You don't want to spoil so. us. You don't want to spoil get, us. I'm going I'm to take, take one week off, and I'll okay. be back at it next
0: week. All right, fair enough. That's cool, man. That's cool. You must have something that you've ordered that just had not showed up yet. <laughs> I, think <that's, laughs> I think that's really what it is, man. That's baby, cool. Baby. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool, man. No problem. No problem. Uh, just out, out of curiosity, how are you feeling about this uh, Giants head coaching update, a.k.a. Pat Shermer, come on down.
1: Oh, you know, I'm I'm a little surprised by it, but I but I'm all right with it. Cool. You know, I, I'm, uh, I can't say I know a whole lot. Um, I I, th- I was McDaniel's is the one that I was intrigued by. I would have been amused yeah. by. I, I um uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. Your boy uh, Beckham maybe,
0: seemed dude. like he was excited by it.
1: Yeah, no, no no I'm certainly I I'm, I like that. I mean it's it, I'm probably I'm still so happy about McAdoo being gone that really you know could have replaced could have replaced him with a Tide Pod and I'd been happy. Um so uh, <laughs> so, so, so it, it, it all it all works.
0: Wow. Could have replaced <laughs> McAdoo with a <laughs> Tide Pod. That is
1: ruthless, bro. Damn. It oh great. well. So what, a better better job. So yeah. I'm good with this and new 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 Giants coach new Mets Mets manager, and uh, see how the seasons go.
0: Fair enough. We'll see how uh, things go down with Shermer in New York. I mean, nowhere to go but up, right? Exactly. There you go. Look at the bright side. hope so. Hope so. so. That's right. That's right. All right. Hmm, Let me think for Shannon. Where are we going? Should I go old school? Should I give him something different? Hmm. I'm torn on you, Shannon. I'm torn. (laughs) You know what? Actually, I'm going to rock this for you, bro. Right. Yeah, give you a little mm-hmm. bit of freshness, man. You, and you also have, uh, not formally announced yet, but <laughs> looking like, looking like McDaniel's is gonna be rolling up to Indy. So,
2: you know. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm, I'm really excited. Let him work with Andrew Luck. Hopefully, Luck is healthy. Hey. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> If that ain't happening, at least he knows percent
0: Look at the bright side. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Nice fallback plan. Yeah. He's got a fall, fall guy already. Look at that. Like a pro. Like a pro. He went to Chris Carter school, right? Always have a fall guy. Always have a fall guy, buddy. Always have a fall guy, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Randy. Mmm. Yeah, I think we'll go ahead and party hard, man. Sounds What's like up? a plan. What's up, brother?
3: Uh, Not much. Lovely weather we're having here, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, it's super nice. Actually,
0: Where I don't mind. They I- drive I-
3: into work, they close it and say, oh, you can go home now. And it's like, really? That, I just got here.
0: So glad I got here. i got to turn around and go home. But uh, yeah, now we're getting to, what, what is it? Uh, I forget the name of the winter storm. Ingrid? I don't know. Whatever. Inga. Inga. There you go. Sounds like one of uh, Trump's ex-wives. No, I'm just kidding.
3: No!
4: Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
0: Bad <laughs> joke, bad joke. But uh, he can weather the storm, <laughs> or Stormy Daniels, at least. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, hey now, <laughs> hmm. yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, man. I, I guess I wanted I want to give you Andrew, Andrew WK since he uh, you told me he dropped a new single. Dad, he did. Yeah, look at that man. W- welcome back, Andrew WK. What What you telling some story about him paying somebody's parking ticket? Or, excuse me, yeah, not, not parking ticket, traffic ticket. Uh,
3: yeah, one of his fans, I guess, got caught speeding uh, while listening to his, his new song. And he offered to pay for the speeding ticket. Nice. There
0: you go. Well played, Andrew WK. I'll awesome. have to... Yeah, yeah, we'll party hard. I'll have to uh, I'll have to give that a listen, man. Uh, after the podcast, of course. Because in the interim, I need, to, I need to roll with songs I know. <laughs> in general. Understood. In general. But that's okay. That's okay, man. It's good times. And uh, Whitfield, uh, unfortunately, is not here tonight. He actually did try the Tide Pod Challenge. No, I'm just kidding about that. Um, (laughs) Just kidding about that. No, he he was a little under the weather. He had a rough week. So uh, feel better, Matt. We'll see if we can catch up sometime over the next couple of weeks. So, man. Feel better, buddy. Yeah, feel better, man. Feel better, dude. Uh, for sure. Get some rest and uh, get healed up, and uh, we'll catch you on the catch you on the flip side. Matter of fact, it, it's it's so cold, dude. Like, we have an outdoor cat that, that has adopted us, and she's actually gotten really affectionate over the past couple of months. I think she's finally realized that, okay, man, they're letting me in, like, feeding me and all this stuff. So she's actually become a lover, not a fighter. It's really kind of funny. Uh, but she wanted to go out a minute ago, and I opened the door and let her out, and she goes outside, gets her paws in the snow, and is like... Poof. F this! <laughs> Boom! She runs right back in, man. It was done. It was done, son. That was over. She's like, "No, I'm an I'm an indoor cat tonight, man. Let me back in." Uh, there you go. That's that's the way that it goes, brother. Uh, but anyway, um, look, man. I, I really enjoyed the divisional round. Uh, you know, I, I love the NFL playoffs. We obviously all love the NFL, and you know, it's just one of those sports, man. Every once in a while, you just it just gives you a game that just blows you away, and it's just electric, and it's just these moments and I think all the games were enjoyable in their own capacity. I mean, maybe Patriots-Titans wasn't, you know, thoroughly fantastic start to finish, but there's a different kind of satisfaction in that game. Uh, Eagles-Falcons, you know, was a decent football game, had, a, had, had some excitement at the end, although uh, yeah, we can argue about some play calling and some execution with that, although uh, I'm sure Falcons fans will be excited to know that it looks like uh, uh, Sarkeesian will be back. Good for you guys.
2: <laughs> Enjoy mediocrity. Yeah.
0: Cause uh, yeah, he's expected to return for 2018 with the full confidence of Coach Dan Quinn and his staff. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. dude,
2: Sarkus has some stuff on Quinn for <laughs> maybe, him to come back.
0: Maybe, maybe. I, I I do like this one. This one Falcons fan said, "Oh, well, this just removed about half the joy I had from the Saints' epic loss."
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs>
0: Cuz Kind of chuckled at that one. Kind of chuckled at that one. But uh, no, it seems a little questionable, man. Because uh, I think it's fair to say that it really felt like the uh, the Falcons underperformed this year. And I know a lot of times teams have like Super Bowl hangovers. I get that, but they, it just feels like that offense left a lot on the table, man. Um, and I, you know, I think the you know the Eagles Falcons game was a reflection of that. Now you have to give credit, obviously, to the Eagles defense. They played well, but. It just—I don't know—it just felt like the Falcons just really underdelivered and, and underachieved, and I don't know how you take anything uh, you know else away from the season other than feeling a little bit disappointed. Um, again, that's not to take anything away from what Philadelphia did in that game. I mean, kudos to them—they were, yeah, they were the one seed. Yes, they were underdogs. We we know all that, but it's just underwhelming. You know, Atlanta has been consistently underwhelming. You know what I mean? Um, and, and they have, so, you know, they have so much skill position talent and, you know, ma- maybe Ryan's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's not a bum. And uh, it, I don't know. It just felt like they left a lot on the table and uh, a pretty pronounced difference with offensive game planning, management flow, whatever it is you want to do or call it, uh, compared to Shanahan. And maybe that's unfair. Know it's year one of the new system, but uh, just... I don't know, I man. I, I, you got to be a little bit bummed. So I, I wouldn't think that uh, Atlanta fans are going to be thrilled uh, that Sark's going to be back. But anyway, we'll get to that game a little bit. Uh, obviously, I think the the the, <laughs> the most ridiculous game of the weekend has to be Viking Saints. And uh, that was super enjoyable. Uh, I mean, it, it certainly looked out of the gate. It looked like the, the Vikings were just going to kick the Saints' asses, man. They rolled, uh, rolled pretty big dog ready to just – they were just taking it to them and then we know what the epic conclusion is with the with the walk off with Diggs. uh and that game I thought was just you know that one had me glued to it and you know what's funny we talked about it last week about you know games that we were looking forward to and I'm pretty sure all of us have just really looked at that game as uh, potentially the best game of the weekend two really good teams obviously you know Breeze is a, is a hall of fame caliber quarterback he's he's got a he's got a super bowl ring you know and the Saints really at they were much better this year than I expected them to be. Kamara just had a hell of a year. Uh, they clearly made some really nice draft choices in, in building that team. Uh, they did a lot of nice things, and that's a strong nucleus. And so Breeze has to feel good about that. I certainly would expect him to stay there uh, and to commit to another couple of years there. I mean, he's no spring chicken, but he's not done yet. Uh, at least he's done this season, <laughs> but I don't think Breeze is done. I don't think Breeze is done yet. So I, I figure that's probably the game we ought to just sink our teeth into out of the gate uh, and spend some time with. And, uh, you know, by the way, it's kind of funny we uh, thinking about the Final Four. And I, I don't know if, if, Shannon, maybe you sent a tweet or I, I don't know. Some I've seen a lot, a lot of people reference it, obviously, but it's like <clears throat> Foles, Keenum, Bortles, and some other dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> the yes. Final Four. And it's like, yeah, it, it's pretty funny, man. It's pretty wild. And, you know, for Did people... you see the
2: stats on, on the uh, Brady versus the field on that? Uh-uh, I haven't. I haven't. So it was starts. Brady, 35. Others, 5. Playoff Twins starts. 26 for Brady. Mm-hmm. The others, 4. Mm-hmm. Passing touchdowns, 66 to 5. And Super Bowl wins, five to zip. Yeah, it's, that's
0: amazing in its own, own right. But, I that's mean, insane. obviously from a playoff statistical standpoint, I mean, Brady's probably going to own every record of significance for quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I mean, he does. It, he, I would say he yeah, does at this point. Yeah, if, if he doesn't, and I mean the good ones, I don't mean like anything that like crappy, <laughs> I mean the good ones. You know, if he doesn't have them all, um, and I, I highly doubt he retires. I mean, maybe there's an off chance if the Patriots win the Super Bowl that he pieces out, but I kind of doubt that. We'll see. That you never know. You never know. We'll see. But I, I would think he has to own every <clears throat> every postseason NFL quarterback record of significance, the good ones, <laughs> and that's you know you want to argue the GOAT. I mean, it's one of those things that that's a factor in that. Good pull, man. Good pull. So. You know, you, you think about Keenum and the Vikings, and you know, kind of kind of an interesting year for them. You go through Bradford, you have the Bridgewater, you know, injury him coming back, uh, and Keenum, who I don't know how many people thought super highly of, of Keenum, other than a journeyman or just a, a just a you know a jag, just another guy kind of player. And you know, he's had a good year. I think he went, I, I want to say he went like a, at least a month, or maybe 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 even close on two months without throwing a pick. Um, so he, he's had some, he's had some good moments and that's a good football team. And they have a good, obviously a damn good defense and a good run game. I mean, that's a, that's a solid squad, man. They are not a bunch of bombs. Um, and he's done pretty well. And, you know, again, I, I think when you look at this game to think about what the saints have been and proven themselves to be over the course of the season and then what the Vikings have shown themselves to be, you know, there was a fair amount of pressure. I would think on Keenan making his first career playoff start and, you know, he accorded himself fairly well. He did have one awful off-the-back-foot, mm-hmm. you know, throw. Uh, but I'd say the end of that game makes up for that. So, anyway, I guess tail of the tape, man, tail of the tape. So, Vikings, I thought, got off to a pretty strong start. You know, you get McKinnon with a touchdown, 14-yard touchdown run at 7-0. And then the uh, the Vikings get a field goal to go up 10-0. And then, you know, Breeze, I don't know if if he just – I don't know that it's really fair to call it an underthrow. He certainly didn't overthrow the guy. Maybe this was just a great play by Sendejo, uh, but Breeze certainly could have put a little bit, mu- a little bit more mustard on it. Uh, but that was
2: just a hell of a pick. I yeah. know where you're going with that. I mean, that that's that a, was an yeah. amazing interception. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I don't want to hate on Breeze for that because that that was close. And I think maybe that's a little bit more credit to Sendejo than in this criticism of Breeze. Um, but do keep in mind, in the first quarter, Breeze was one for six for three yards and a pick. So, kind of a tough kind of a tough first first quarter for him. And really for two and a half quarters this game is is pretty much all Vikings. In the second quarter the Vikings are in the red zone, you know, I, I mean Keenum drops back and it looks like he could have taken a nap back there, dude. He had 10 seconds, hit Diggs for a first down and then Latavius Murray finished it off with a touchdown run. It's 17 nothing. And uh I did like the little freeze tag celebration they had. I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. But there's a couple things that start happening that, that are significant uh, in this particular game. Uh, and keep in mind that Cindejo, uh does get knocked out with a concussion. Uh, and then they briefly lose. I think it was it Xavier. Yeah, it was Xavier Rhodes yeah, for a moment. Xavier Rhodes. So, and those are obviously two very critical key cogs in their <clears> defensive, <throat> just in their defense, man. But, you know, the, the Saints do get a little stuff going on. And it looks like they're gonna get some points on the board, and then they have a touchdown kind of wiped out. It was a Ted Ginn touchdown, but it gets wiped out for an illegal shift. Uh and then Breeze gets picked off again. Now granted it was Anthony Barr uh got the pick, but uh, yeah. I forget I forget who tipped the ball, but one of the D lines. Griffin, Everson Griffin. It, it may maybe? have been. Just kinda of spun around, g- got a handle on it and just got tipped it, it off. Yeah. And you're like, Yeah, man, this is just this is the Vikings ball game, dude. And then, you know, in the third quarter, it's still down 70 to nothing. The Saints have the ball, and, you know, Breeze rips off a nice, nice gain to uh, Michael Thomas. Nice pass. Good play. And this is really that critical moment, man. Uh, Sendejo just gets absolutely crushed by Michael Thomas on a slant. It's clear that Sendejo never saw him, but I'm not so sure that Thomas didn't know he was there. In the moment, did any, did any of y'all kind of think that he was going to get flagged for that? Because they, they threw a flag, but they picked it up. Jeez, yeah, you guys don't remember that?
2: Okay, I, I, I saw the hit. I just I, the flag. I didn't see.
0: Yeah, well, they threw a flag, and then and then they picked it up. But I mean, that's Xavier Jones. Or Xavier Jones. Xavier Rhodes was pissed. He was pissed on that one. uh yeah. I, I don't know. It's one of the. I know it's it's a bam bam play, but it felt like in the moment that, that Thomas knew who was there. Now none of us know for sure. Nobody's in Thomas's head. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> obviously, Sendejo's out. Out for the game. Big loss for big loss for the Vikings on that one. Uh, Breeze ends up throwing a 14-yard touchdown to Thomas in the end zone, and this is where things start getting. Of course, at that point at 17-7. Uh, Vikings have the ball. It's first and different at 25, and this is where Keenum just makes this awful, awful, awful throw. He's under heavy pressure. I get it, but yeah, look, you, you guys have been in control of the game. You still have a 17-7 lead. It's first down, dude. Don't do anything stupid. And he threw up the wing in a prayer, and and Marcus Williams, who obviously ends up being a scapegoat later on, uh, just picks off the floater and returns it to the 10 and ends up uh, setting up another Saints uh, touchdown, a two-yard touchdown to Michael Thomas, 17-14. So what felt like really all Vikings through the majority of this game, all of a sudden it's just not. Xavier Rhodes gets dinged up. He's out briefly. Of course, we mentioned Sandeo's out for a concussion. You know the Vikings do get a field goal to make it twenty to fourteen, and then the, the Saints are battling. Man, I didn't like I did I, in the moment. I get it, but I can't say that I really like Willie Sneed throwing that option. Um, I just don't know if that's necessary with the way Breeze have been playing uh, and th- that offense was getting hot. You know, it's one of those things. In retrospect, you can be a little nitpicky on. Uh, but the Saints got a little cute there. I don't think they needed to do that. Um,
2: they didn't. It was. Good. If he had hit him,
0: it would have, been, you would
2: have been. like, oh my god, great call! I,
0: I know, and, and that's true. I mean, <laughs> you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty with those things. The play was there. The play was there. It but it's just there. third and one. Like if that was second down, totally fine. I, I just think just I, 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 just I just think on third and one, man. I, I just you get the first. Get Ingram the first. or Kamara, man. Just yeah. give get, it to them. Get the first, man. Let
2: them get the first. Yeah.
0: Um, Vikings get the ball back, and you know you can see that the Saints had kind of built a little momentum going on here. Uh, Vikings get the ball back. They're punting on 4th and 14, and the Saints blocked that punt and recovered at the 40. Uh, you just mentioned Kamara. Of course, Breeze hits Kamara for a 14-yard touchdown, and it's 21-20 with three minutes to go. Matt was over here he wanted to watch some football, and we were looking at each other like, oh, man, are the Vikings going to Viking this thing out? <laughs> you know, because you're like, oh, they just have a history of like bad things happening to them in playoff games. You know what I mean? Snake bit, whatever. They they've had a tough they've had a tough go of it with some with some playoff moments. You know, Vikings get the ball back, second and ten from the thirty six. Keenum chucks up a ball to Thielen, uh, twenty four yards and a first down.
2: That was beautiful, yeah, by the way. That
0: was that was a that was yeah, that was a pretty play. Sets up a fifty three yard field goal by Kai Forbath. Did you know that Kai and I had forgotten. I knew Kai Forbath had been because at one point he played with the Redskins. Um mm-hmm. But uh, old Kai Forbath, man, cut four times, including from the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Yeah, how about that? So uh, anyway, they, they kicked the field goal, right? Yay! Uh, well, the Saints get the ball back, man. About a buck twenty nine on the clock. Breeze and the Saints are on the move. They convert. A, I mean, hell, they even convert a fourth and ten. Sets up a. 40- that was a gorgeous pass. too. Yeah,
2: there was some. There well, was that- some. Go ahead. I was going to say, they, they were dealing in the fourth quarter. There were some dimes.
0: Bro, there was a lot of good football going on in that game. And, I, yeah. I, you know, I know that not having Sendejo made a difference in that uh, still. I mean, Breeze, Breeze stepped it that, up. Yeah, he yeah. put
2: that where only Sneed was going to get it. It yeah. was so beautiful. Yeah.
0: So they end up getting a 43-yard field goal out of that. And they're up 24 to 23, about 40 seconds to go, dude. And, you know, again, I'm looking at Mac on. It's unbelievable, man. But we haven't even gotten to the best part yet, dude. Vikings ball. 3rd and 10 from their 39. 10 seconds on the clock. Keenum drops back. And just heaves that bad boy to the sideline. And digs, man. Skies up to make that catch. And Marcus Williams is tackling air, dude. Just ridiculous. And, you know, on some level I feel bad for that kid. Because, I mean, he just got so piled on by people. But... You know, we've watched a lot of football and that's just that was one of the most heinous situational football plays in the playoffs, dude. Let alone a regular football game. I just don't know how you make that kind of mistake. So, he, I mean, he misses them and, and digs that dude to sky <laughs> up to catch that ball, to maintain his balance, not go down. To put his hand down, not going about... I mean, all these things that could have, should have, maybe ifs and buts, candy and nuts, all the stuff that goes into that, man. He, stay, he stays on his feet. He catches he catches himself with one hand. He stays stays in bounds. And that dude cranks up the Jets, dude. 61 <laughs> yards for a game-winning walk-off touchdown, 29-24. And the crowd goes absolutely bananas. They could
2: dig it. <laughs>
0: That's yes, they could dig it. So... You know, I, now,
2: I, go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But didn't the Saints call a timeout right before that play? Yeah, they did use their final timeout. And and I don't know if this was true or not, but I heard the the Saints coaches were saying, "Don't get don't get a penalty called. Like don't, yeah. don't. And like that's not the right uh frame of mind to put a player in. You can't play scared, Well, let alone a rookie." Yeah, I mean I, it, the thing is, is hey, let them, let them catch the ball. Once they catch it, just tackle them. That's it. That's all you got to do.
0: Well, I don't know, man. There's a couple of things that go into that, and you know Williams has had a good year. He's not a bomb. Uh, I mean that no, that's a, a terrible. a good player. Yeah, he is a good player, it's a terrible play. And the the unfortunate thing is that's going to hang on him for a while. Certainly mm-hmm. all off season. Certainly all off season. And and people will not let him forget that. That that one will follow him. Probably for the duration of his career, depending on how, how the other things play out. But I don't know that, the, I don't, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if they did him, if the coaches did the D a lot of favors with how they had, had it set up. I mean, you know, the linebackers were shallow. I think they only had two safeties deep. You know, you have to give credit to the Vikings for making the play. Maybe they should have blitzed. Maybe they could have done this. Maybe they could have done that. We can criticize the defense, but I mean, he was there in a position to make a play. Williams was there, so Keenum has to make the throw, Diggs has to make the catch, and Williams has to not only whiff uh, the whiff six, I suppose, (laughs) he has to whiff on the guy, uh, and he he ends up taking out another Saints defender. You know, I mean, it's like this absolutely stunning convergence of things that have to go that way. I mean, mean, what are the odds that that kind of play happens? I mean, I don't know that we'll ever see that happen again. You know, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So a lot of stuff has to go into that. But Shannon, and I couldn't help but think to myself, if there was ever a time that Shannon would ask for this soundbite. How do you fuck that up? It would be <laughs> now.
4: How do you fuck that up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so Seriously, though, man, I, I feel bad for the kid, but. Yeah, how, how do you F that up, man? Come on, uh,
3: fundamental uh, basics of tackling. Keep your head up. Keep getting... you. learn I this mean... in Pop Warner. You're not even <laughs> high school, not even middle school. You are learning this as like a ten year old.
2: Yeah, well, some, there something are so like... many Viagra commercials during the NFL that you should know to keep your head up. Come on.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> wow. Jesus, man.
2: Wow Wow, I appreciate that, that was for you, Matt. Wow
0: man, how about that And i don't I thought I heard that he had that he uh at least for the short term like shut down all of his social media accounts. I'm thinking yeah you, I'm sure you had to bro <laughs> I'm sure you had to,
2: man' later on we don't even do it at all.
3: But I mean, especially with all the fans out there so, you know, disenfranchised with him now that they're like, hey, look, let me tweet you a picture of me cutting you on Madden. I mean, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was hilarious. Uh-huh. People were tweeting pictures. Yeah, I'm cutting your ass on Madden. That's one way to get some payback. Yeah, it's goofy. Uh, speaking of payback, I-, I will admit that there was a part of me that uh, and we referenced it last week. Obviously, my favorite player at all time is Favre. So, uh, you know, I always remember that Onan. <laughs> you know game between the Saints and the Vikings when it was like Bounty gate, beating the hell out of Brett. And so there was a part of me that was like, man, I really hope they they get him back. And uh boy, if if that doesn't feel like they they stuck him back, but I don't I don't know how you could, you know what I mean? Like that's that's like some playoff revenge, dude, because that's a heartbreaker. I mean, they had a newspaper that just had the cover expletive, expletive, expletive on it. <laughs> in New Orleans. I was like, yeah. All right, that feels pretty satisfying. That feels pretty – I can live with that. I can live with that. That's pretty good. Uh, but uh, one thing that was in it that uh, obviously – you know, the Vikings have the skull chant. and When they do that, one of the things they do is they, they – it's like they clap above their heads, right? Which is fine, man. It, it's kind of a cool thing. It's a little unique to them, I suppose. But Sean Payton, like uh, I don't know if you saw like the pictures and the still somebody made a gif of it. But he, he at some point he turned around and did the skull chant to the sideline, did the fans there, right? I Obviously, think it
2: was right after the field goal with twenty some odd seconds yeah, left. Yeah,
0: it was late in the game, but it was before. It was before. Yeah, but it was before. It, hey, he said it was just good playoff fun. Uh, but it was certainly before the final play. And uh you know, I'm sure if he had that one to do over again, he might not rock that, uh, but I did I did think it was pretty funny, and somebody did have pictures of it, and he has his headset off playboy, he's just up there doing like doing the overhead clap, man, looking right, looking right at the fans, man.. <sighs> mm. So a little bit of extra salt in the wound for a moment, for a moment.
2: I bet he wishes he could go back in time and change that. Oh,
0: brother, are you kidding? <laughs> of course he does, man. You better, you bet your buttocks. You bet your buttocks. that it, Yeah. Marcus Williams, Sean Payton, everybody on that damn Saints defense. For oh, sure, buddy. You would, we know, we know, we know you would turn back time. You don't, you don't get to do it, man. You don't get to do it. But some of those calls were so fantastic, and um, you know, it just super enjoyable. And I, I pulled a couple different ones, not just the Titanic. I mean, you know, we got the Titanic one. You know, we got the <laughs> Titanic one. I mean, just, I mean, come on, come on. And I did love the fact, and I forget who does it, but somebody takes. Um, highlights and they'll they kind of like do it in like Tecmo Bowl right or Tecmo Super yes. Bowl and they redo them and, I, and those things are great so they they gave the you know the Diggs play the Keenum to Diggs uh walk off touchdown play the old Tecmo Super Bowl treatment and that was a lot of fun but I was like what no 8-bit Titanic come on y'all <laughs> um <laughs> they didn't do that I, I thought that would that would have been so perfect man I would have loved it that uh, would have been fantastic yeah I would I would have totally loved that and my computer's being, uh, you know, I think I, I'm working Chrome a little too hard with my 5,000 tabs. Uh, the struggle is real uh, tonight. So I'm trying to close out tabs as we go. But uh, we can't talk about this without actually having the Titanic one here. Yeah. So we got to do it. So Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs, Titanic, man. Work the ball. I like how not only does that dude rip his helmet off and th- now, granted mean it's all it's all zeros across the board. He knows the game's over, so it doesn't hurt him. But I mean like he just gets mobbed, dude, and that mob carries him into the tunnel, dude, and they're just going bananas. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh my god. I mean it was just it was just it was just incredible. But the actual call to this play is just is just fantastic. And there were so many great there were so many great calls to it. Here is uh, Paul Allen's radio call. This, I think, out is – let's yep. see if I can get to the, the right spot. I think this is bike, one of the, the Vikings' uh, crew, right? Mm-hmm. Vikings there we go. Hold, hold 39, on. 39, it's third
2: down. Three receivers right, field, and
0: left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket.
2: He'll fire to the right side.
4: Caught by Diggs. Stay Oh, ball. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, 30. No K. Touchdown. No. Touchdown. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle.
0: I can't believe what I just saw, Kyle. What an unbelievable play! I, I love that man. The that's mini, fantastic. Uh, yeah, that, that was a great radio call, dude. That was a great radio call. Um, and, and I mean, just it, I've heard so many different you know flavors of it, versions of it, but that's one of the best. Uh, obviously, the, you know, just the regular one with with Buck and getting the Titanic treatment was great. Um, but here's one I don't know if you guys have heard. And I thought yeah. this one was pretty fantastic. Mark, if there was any other artist, any other musician that might drop a guest appearance on a Minnesota Vikings high- all-time highlight, who would you think it might be?
1: <laughs> the purple one?
4: steps
0: into it. I'm glad somebody did that, man. I That's thought that was awesome. great. Yeah, a little, yeah. little purple rain, dude. I thought that was pretty fantastic and fitting. Fitting, yes, obviously. Yes. Yes. So, uh, certainly uh, a little rest in peace to Prince, man. Just, just incredible, dude. Just incredible. Um,
1: I don't know if I don't know if he was a football fan, but he was definitely he, he bled bled purple for a minute. Minnesota, he, he yeah. loved it there. So I bet he would have loved to seen them go on.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I would imagine absolutely, man. Absolutely. Here's one more that I just it's just it's just so fantastic, man. I still I still love the expletive 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 New Orleans paper. That's still so fantastic. <laughs> as always when you uh when you when you uh, are following twitter and some other things with these games they always have like these bad fan reactions man and uh i saw any number of ones where people are throwing tvs out of their apartments I, I don't know how like some of that just has to be stage nonsense but i mean if you're hoofing a 60 inch tv out like out out a window man you either got to be pissed off or that TV is broken, or else you're just trying to be a YouTube star. But there was no shortage of bad reactions, and so well, you the, need therapy. Well, well, you might need therapy, um, <laughs> but just just listen to the crowd noise in this bad boy. This is this oh, is yeah. a this is a sideline angle. I mean, it's so loud. I gotta turn that thing down, dude. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I bet that ninety-nine-year-old lady even heard all that stuff, Millie, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean,
2: just ah, what? 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 <laughs> Forget Philly, Philly, Millie, Millie. Hey, uh, you know what? You know what she said to the Saints after they lost? What? Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. One, uh, one other thing of of real significance that I thought was pretty funny, and this is obviously a Mark special. Uh, the end of that game was significant for a couple of different reasons, Mark. <laughs> not only because we had that fantastic play. Not only because we had that. Um, <laughs> but we also had, uh, you know, they had to trot back out for an extra point. Uh, so uh, in in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's insignificant to anybody just casually watching the game. Or those that don't actually bet. Uh, but do us a favor and walk us through what that last extra point actually meant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. See, see. well, there's two things One is, honestly, I-, I barely was paying shit for attention to that Because I was getting screwed for an entirely different reason But, Shannon brought it to light. Um
0: What was the I- reason I- you were getting shafted for?
1: <laughs> it's it's a, l- a lengthy one um, That's, that's of horrible Yeah, but... Um, there's a lot of layers to that one, but the total, or excuse me, the the, the point spread, it it, it shifted um, a good bit. But I guess by game time, it sounds like it was uh, five and a half points for Minnesota. Uh huh. So that uh, that extra point meant, you know, everything <laughs> to uh, to some people, uh, some people who desperately wanted it to happen, and some people <laughs> who desperately would not want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's crazy that that single point can uh, you know means a shift of you know hundreds of thousands millions of dollars I mean that's yeah <laughs>
4: that's <insane. laughs> so
0: I'm going to play one more I'm going to play one more uh, clip for you here. <laughs> here hold on a second let me, let me get to it a Mark special right here so this is actually well I'm going to play it and then I'll tell you what it is here we go All right, that was not them cheering the catch or the touchdown. That was Betters at the MGM Grand cheering for the kneel down.
4: <laughs> Damn. Oh,
1: that, like, sounds, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, man, Vikings favored by five and a half. Their choice to take a knee on the conversion means the Saints cover. People who had the Vikings, probably
2: not. Happy. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. A fake nil <laughs> and then the throw for two. Oh my god. <laughs> Craziest
0: gambling finish ever, question mark. Vikings make gamblers ever go crazy as the overhits on miracle touchdown, but then they don't cover because of a kneel on the extra point.
1: <laughs> I feel like there were there I guess there's there's a oh, college yeah. finish that did the same thing recently, I think. or uh, well, yeah, back to the Bulls. And people can be furious about all they want. It's it's to me it's it's the same thing as like you know a basketball an NBA team being up by like ten with you know less than you know twenty four to go.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't need anything more. I mean, you just, you just don't. So I, I I personally totally agree with it. I, I get the the frustration, of course, of course. But uh, I, I will always think that it's the right decision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A painful one for many,
0: though. Yeah, uh, clearly, mm. clearly, yeah. man. Whew. That I like this one. That will go down in the bookmaker hall of fame as one of the biggest swings ever in a game. Frank Kanovich, hopefully I pronounced that dude's name right. Director of specialty games for Caesar's Entertainment. Mm, the only thing better was if they actually kicked the point, <laughs> the extra point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hoot, man. And I did like, oh, uh, Case Keenan, man, leading, leading that skull chant for the crowd. That was cool. That was cool. That was good to see, man. That was good to see. Yeah. So that was fun. You know, I'm not a Vikings fan. You know, I think if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I, I spend most of my rooting interest with the Redskins who drive me crazy and the Packers who had a crap year, which I guess automatically means I should hate, like, the Vikings, right? Well, you know, again, far so. But I, I think the Vikings are a great story. And so uh, I was pulling for them. Uh, a little bit and I mean I was a you know if the Saints won the Saints won I don't have anything against New Orleans but uh, I was kind of I had a little bit of a rooting interest one part revenge but uh, man I tell you I, I was just I mean I, and I would imagine the rest of y'all had to be just like just like oh my god with the end of that game I mean it it was I mean like I felt like I got a rush of adrenaline watching in that game dude it was crazy D- look Dig said it perfectly he was like Damn, that shit felt good. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I mean,
4: how could
0: it not? I mean. Seriously. Oh my god. No, look, four lead changes in the last three minutes. That's
2: crazy. Just That's a college basketball game, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Monday was actually Drew Brees' 39th birthday. So probably not oh. quite the, yeah. Probably not quite the present that he wanted. Um, no. just a curious point of curiosity. Do you think um, Marcus Williams also whiffed on his present for Drew Brees as well. Anywho, Ugh. so let me ask you a, a more serious question. Okay, that one that one fell flat. That's fun. Um, is that brutal? Because Marcus Williams is
2: going through a lot of stuff. Right I know. Now. I know. It's cold. It's cold. So but I will. I am disappointed in Mark right now. Why is that? Because when Diggs was able to break free <laughs> of. Those supposed tackles. I can't believe he didn't jump all over that one. (laughs) That's your song, bro. It's
1: true, it's true. I missed that one. I
0: I, I thought you were going to see, man. I can't believe Marcus Williams whiffed and let him go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you going to go next? You going to tell me that was a bang bang play?
2: (laughs) Hey, look. I'm just hoping Marcus Williams is able to shake it off, okay? You know? Let's just hope shake it Damn it, beat me to it. I
1: mean, I would definitely say Marcus Williams wish
4: he had
0: a dream. Wish he had a what?
1: Wish he dreamed the dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. When Amps asleep though. Much like uh he wasn't as defensive play there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know.
2: The burn is strong. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah. That's all right. Do you know what I dreamed a dream of? Move, bitch. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah. Dude, that video's hysterical.
0: Dude, that was one of my favorite ones. Oh, God, he was just completely victimized on social. He was victimized in the football game, and he was victimized on social media. That's cold. He needs, dude, like, all kidding aside, man, that dude needs to tune out of, I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, or what would Belichick say? Snapface, FaceChat, Instaface, all of them, dude. Just turn them off. Don't look. Stay away, man. Hunker down. Do something else, because the, the the social media landscape is going to be savage for a while. Just don't don't go there, dude. <laughs> Just don't do it. The, um, the
3: memes were glorious. Oh my
0: god, the memes were hilarious. And my favorite, uh,
3: my favorite one is uh, him getting the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh
0: yeah, the wrestling ones were great. And they called it the. Uh, <laughs> what's even better is it, uh, I I loved how they called it the Skull, the Skull Cold Stunner. <laughs> That what I thought was glorious, man. That was funny. That was funny, man. But uh, all kidding aside, is that the kind of play, is that the kind of moment that can catapult the Vikings to the Super Bowl? I mean, that's a really big, I mean, that that's a franchise that historically has had some tough playoff moments, man. Uh, missed field goals, Hail Marys, bad breaks. I mean, they've had some tough ones go against them. So sort of, to have their miracle moment, to have that, finally break their way. Um, obviously, these players went around for the, the all. I mean, they weren't there. In, what was it, 99 versus Atlanta? They had nothing to do with that. But, um, you know, or, or other than the fact, I don't know how many. Is there anybody left from that 09 Vikings team? I mean, probably not. I don't know. We'd have yeah, to look. But there's uh, maybe there's I'll one. Or, you, but,
2: i but mean, give you the Vegas uh, reference, Justin. Yeah. That team feels like they are playing with house money right now. Yeah, right. That's a fair they, point, man you know, Fair you, you probably weren't supposed to do what you just did then, but you're still alive. You're still there. You know what? Screw it. Let's go for it. Let's just play loose. We got nothing to lose. And you know what? They don't. That's tomorrow. And
1: that is it for us today. Today, And we will yep. leave you with a...
2: I can't do it.
0: You can do it.
2: We'll do it live. Okay. We'll... we'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> Do it live. I can. I'll
1: write it, and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks.
3: Thanks, Bill. I must be talking about Marcus Williams tackling.
4: <laughs>
3: also accurate. <laughs> also accurate. You know there there is one other play in playoff history that is very reminiscent of what just happened this past weekend, and that would be the Flacco rainbow. Wow, yes.
0: that's a nice reference. But was that uh was that was that Jacoby Jones? Yes, yes
2: it was. <laughs>
3: oh wow, nice throwback. Well, the question is: is um, and is is this the Flacco Rainbow 2.0, or do we are we going to stick with the Minneapolis
2: Miracle? I mean, are we going to the Minneapolis Miracle because right. it wasn't quite a rainbow like Flacco's? Because that went over the defender's head.
0: I think the Minneapolis Miracle stands on its own. You know what I mean? I so. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the Flacco Rainbow was. yeah. Oh, that's right. Jacoby booked whatever. Yeah. Jacoby, Jacoby booked the book. book. Flacco rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. Well, that's coming back. Man, nice pull, Randy. Yeah, that was fun, man. We haven't cranked out reading Rainbow in a long time. Um, so, thinking
3: about how that played. <laughs> helped shape what the ravens did Mm -hmm. the rest of the playoffs that type of momentum i don't see why this couldn't really push minnesota to the next level agreed
2: agreed that's that's good point randy Mm -hmm.
3: i mean you'd have to think that that bodes
0: well for their confidence in keenum and uh you know i I don't remember who was talking about it I, i saw so many people obviously i watched so much stuff in regards to this game but one person was just like, man, you know, because they had control of this game, and then it looked like the Saints were just going to win it and take it away from them. And so they had to bail themselves out of it. You know what I mean? And so they did. and um Which is an interesting way to look at it. But, that, you know, I, again, I mean, that was just – that was an incredible, incredible way to win this game. And uh I, I would I would just think that, that that bodes well for their confidence and – you know they got out of a pretty tough jam there, and the Saints. I mean, the Saints were—they're a damn good team, and I'll tell you. You know, one—one one of probably the best Super Bowl matchups on paper probably would have been like Saints Patriots. I mean, my God, or Breeze and Brady. Yeah, man. I mean that—that that could have been just a fireworks show. Oh, um, yeah. So that would have been fun to see, and and the Saints were a legitimate Super Bowl team. This was not. This was not some cakewalk. I mean, you know what I mean? That that this was—that's a high quality win right there. So we'll see, uh, uh, Mark. Mark, what do you think, man? Is that something like? What do you think that kind of win, that doing it that way, means for Minnesota going forward?
1: Oh, it's enormous. I mean, uh, uh, you know, momentum. I mean, momentum carries you a lot. Come this time of year, I mean, and I mean that's that's something. I mean, they get you know a couple of days to celebrate and enjoy that win, yeah, and then right back to the grind. But I mean. I, I, they'll they'll refocus, but the positive of that will will carry through into into their play. I mean, you you don't just get you know over a high uh, that that's that amazing you know, uh, overnight. And so I mean, I, I think that will that will absolutely stay with them. And um, I mean, it was just it was incredible. And so I mean, their 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 fans won't forget it, players won't forget it. And so uh, I, I absolutely think that could be you know what carries them through.
0: No, I know, I know the Eagles have been, you know, and it's it it's fair, man. You know, Wentz Wentz is a special player, and it's not the hate on Foles. You know, he's okay. Um, he's decent. He's not a bum. He's not garbage. He's not trash. He, they're not they're not sending trash cans in his honor, right? <laughs> but yeah, they're underdogs again. Uh, what's the line on that on the Vikings Eagles
2: game? Three Minnesota minus three.
0: Okay. Uh, and I would imagine of course that the Eagles will break out their underdog masks and have some fun with that um, <laughs> just out of curiosity man we're talking about momentum and and everything with it but uh, <laughs> what do you think the Eagles are going to have to do to beat Minnesota bro
2: speechless uh, you gotta have a physical running game Ajayi LeGarrette Blunt gotta be rolling Those receivers. I mean, look, Rhodes is going to hold Jeffrey in check, but um, you know those other guys. You know, like Zach Ertz, yeah, uh, Aguilar. They got to step up. Foles, Foles has got to step up. The offensive line's got to step up. My goodness gracious, that uh, Vikings offensive line is ferocious.
0: So, given that little you know bit of silence there, Mark, were the wheels spinning? Were you going? Nah, man, not happening. <laughs> I mean,
1: well, I mean we have we haven't gotten to our our, our, our picks yet, but I mean, not surprisingly, obviously, I I, I don't like the Eagles. Well, now we we certainly we we talked beforehand. We'll we'll separate into you know want versus expect, and and, and so there's there certainly could be a separation there. But um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. I I I, I absolutely want the Vikings, but I I, I think the Eagles have a, a very tough uphill battle. Um, ironically, and i I shared on Twitter, right. Um, but last week, you know i i I said i I felt pretty confident the Falcons. Um, that I, I just didn't think that the Foles and the Eagles, I mean who, who wanted to trust them, but the more I thought about it, a lot of, honestly the day after leading up to the weekends, I started really feeling the Eagles and I was like, Foles had time to repair. It's not like he's, you know, brand new at this. Um, he can't look as bad as he looked at the end of the season. I think they're gonna get it done. So I, I yeah, for a pick 'em I certainly took the Eagles. You did. I I I put a put a pretty sizable bet on the eagles as well and so I, I felt kind of you know guilty about the fact that i so so you know lavishly picked the falcons on the podcast but i, I shared on twitter i was like look i, I take this back um and it, you know <laughs> it happens to betters um certainly you're allowed to change your minds uh, but anyway you know back-to-back weeks and i mean certainly you know the the vikings defense is <laughs> a you know significant difference than the falcons Sig the Oh, extremely. Of, of, of course, extremely. And and so, it you know not 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 gonna be a cakewalk for the for the Vikings. Um, I think Shana makes a great point. I think the running game is definitely gonna have to be key and, and successful. And 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 I mean they they, they can be. I mean it absolutely can be. Um, but I, I think that's gonna be key and. You know, not not giving up. You know, untimely turnovers, which the Vikings can be, you know, so so good at.
0: Well, uh, Sunday I think Sandejo should be back. Uh, that's it. That, that'll help, obviously. So we'll kind of see, man. At you know, side note, <laughs> and this is this is a, it's like one of these things that's like of course. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chris Long broke out, and I think there were a couple guys. In the it was one of my favorite images from the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> after after the Eagles, you know, managed to hang on and win that game versus the Falcons, you saw one of the players walking around with this, <laughs> this dog mask head on him, and it was so it was just this weird image, dude. And uh Chris Long was in the post game presser talking, and I thought it was hilarious. And so he starts out doing his post game locker room interview. He's got the the underdog mask on, right? And he's like, yeah, a big time to win the game. uh, But we really wanted to put the masks on. And so they were asking about the other guy that had a mask. And he said, uh, we were looking for each other, but I couldn't find his scent. (laughs) And I was like, like, that is so funny. I was like, that is so funny. But what makes it great is that uh, Eagles fans are buying out all of Amazon's inventory of these of this freaking post-game underdog mask. They're selling the hell out of these things. It, it's currently unavailable on Amazon. How hilarious is that, dude? Damn. that's a, I, I wonder, will they let him in through security? Will they actually let him take him in? Because how great would it be if, if you know, you're know you sitting there and you're looking at this game and there's all, all these damn dog masks in this stadium. Do you remember when the Harlem Shake was a big deal and people were in it? Was it a horse mask? was it a horse mask? I think so. Uh, with the Harlem Shake. Are you breaking out the Harlem Shake, I, I, I wasn't going to, but I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring that actually back up, but I mean, I have it.
2: I mean, you have to at this point, right?
0: There you go. I want to see. <laughs> I have not heard this song in a long <laughs> time, man. Wow. <laughs> but I, I hope. I hope that they have an underdog shake. I do. I, I want to see all the dog masks in in the stands, man. and maybe one and maybe one random Santa Claus and maybe even like a Michael Irvin mask. But I want to see a whole bunch of like just just the dog mask, dude. That'd be great. I would be so I would be so excited by that. I would be so happy.
2: I just had this thought. Would you like what? a Donovan McNabb mask in the <laughs> Stints.
0: Only if it gets thrown down to the field and bounces off the turf, incomplete. That's it. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. 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 Do not speak of him. No. Um, just out of curiosity, I mean, obviously we're just talking about the NFC here, but we might as well go ahead and clean up the the Falcons and the Eagles game. Side note, and we were talking about the struggles with the Eagles, excuse me, the Falcons offense. And they had, they had a few games this year where they didn't hit 20 points. And Mark, you know, you're right. You were talking about your feelings kind of leading up to the game and, you know, uh, I did not make the switch, but leading up to the game, I was like, oh, my God, dude! I, I, I need to take the Eagles. I need to take, take the Eagles. And I talked myself out of it, uh, and I really shouldn't have. But the Falcons 0-7 this year when they failed to score 20 points. So, you know, that struggle was real, man, particularly in this game. And as much as I love the dog mass and all that kind of stuff, i tell you what I really don't love was just the atrocious execution and play calling at the end of that game. You know, we can talk about some other stuff with it, sure. You know, there's some moments there. You have that weirdo, you know, Falcons punt that went off uh, the Eagles' Patrick Robinson, and, you know, the Falcons got that. They got some breaks in that game, dude. And, and, you know, uh, the Rams made some special teams F-ups when they played played the Falcons. So, you know, they got a couple things that broke their way. They did. But... You know, I think there's a couple of plays that stand out as as some moments where, you know, the Falcons had opportunities and just didn't do enough with it. Kind of late in the first half, Foles threw what looked like it was going to be a sure interception, but the ball bounced off the, the dude's knee. Oh, yeah, that bad. And it just ran—I mean, it's fluke play, right? Because that should have been a pick. And the ball just rainbows over a bunch of other defenders. He Not only does he not bring the ball in, it bounces over a whole bunch of other Falcons defenders. It goes right to Torrey Smith. He goes down around midfield and then Foles hits Alshon Jeffrey for a quick game. Goes out around, around, around the 35. Sets up a 53-yard field goal and Elliott bangs that sucker through. And at that point, the Falcons are holding on to a 10-9 lead. But, you know, points in this game were at a premium, Right. And so that was, a huge, that was a huge sequence of events. That, by the way, was the longest postseason field goal by a rookie kicker in NFL history. Yay, random stats. Woo! Um, <laughs> gotta love those. But, you know, really, I, I think this game really, you know, it, that's a moment. That's a moment in this game. But when you get to the end, the Falcons have a great opportunity to win this game. And uh, you know, again, you got to give credit to the Eagles. Got to give credit to the defense. I, I think you know they found a way to win this game. Um, but when we talk about you know the Falcons just kind of underwhelming or underperforming, you know, I think looking at kind of the end of this thing is, is just a microcosm of of what their season really was. You know, so you you have this questionable series of play calls or an, an execution. It's a fade. It's a shovel pass. It's a quick slant, and then a. You know, Ryan rolling out, and that just doesn't work out. So, you know, first and goal. And keep in mind, dude, keep in mind uh, what what are they. I mean, they had more than enough time.
2: They, they could have ran it on. We were watching it at the cabin. They should have ran it on first or second down, just to to see what would happen. Well,
0: you, you want you want the Eagles to have to burn a timeout, uh, yep. but you've got enough time that you can be flexible. Yep. You know, you can be flexible with what you do. You can be aggressive. You can be flexible I mean, they had a lot of options, and it just felt like they just they just wasted it.
2: Now, granted, they panicked.
0: Granted, maybe you know it's one. If one of those works out, we're not having this conversation. But you know what? None of them worked out, so we are having this conversation. <laughs> you know, first and goal, incomplete fade pass to Julio Jones in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Second and goal. That was this was one of the weirdest ones. Uh, Teron Ward was in there, and it was this really ugly, weird shovel pass to him. And you know, uh, I mean, look, you got, you got some really good backs there. And I'm not trying to like crap on Ward, but you know, over the course of the season, Ward was essentially a tip to the defense that they weren't going to run the ball. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's just, I don't, know, it's just bizarre there. Why don't you want Freeman in there or Coleman or Coleman in there? Why? Third and goal is a slant to Julio. Um, he goes down at the two. Now it, here's where I, you know, this is one of those plays that it's like. At least the slant something makes sense in the situation, but the throw's a little low. The throw's arguably a smidge late. Because, you know, if Ryan hits him, if Ryan's throw is higher and a smidge earlier, that puts Julio Jones in position after making that cut to run the damn thing in. So, you know, I guess at least it makes the Eagles burn a timeout. I mean, I don't know, man. It was just kinda of bizarre. And then the fourth and goal thing with Ryan rolling out um, looking for Julio. I mean, you're cutting the field in half. I, I just I don't know. I mean, I think that one deserves a fair amount of criticism. Again, yeah, it didn't work out, so you get a little hindsight. You can you know, people are gonna be more critical about it, but I just think that really the management of the end of the game, we can give kudos to the Eagles for the defensive stand, yeah. But just the management of that that end of game situational football just seems poor. <laughs> This seems poor. Yeah, and, and maybe, I feel like
2: that slant should have been on first or second down. Yeah,
0: and you know maybe if Julio didn't fall down, you know he got marginal contact from the DB, but it, it looks like he just slipped when he was making his cut. He does get back up, but obviously if if Ryan intended to go to Julio the whole time, him falling down messes with all of that. He does jump, and and Ryan does throw the ball to him. But I'm not even sure if he had managed to bring that in if he would have gotten his feet in Maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't. But you know, Eagles coverage was on point, and you know they closed that thing out. But it just, I don't know, man, it just felt underwhelming for Atlanta. And uh, quite frankly, I, I it didn't feel like they deserved to win that damn game. So which they didn't, obviously. But uh, that just they just left a lot on the table, man. Uh, they got some breaks, some things. Didn't break their way, but they were in a position at the end with time to take that. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Uh, Foles, by the way, is the first quarterback since 97 to win a playoff game after starting three or fewer games in the same uh, regular season. Uh, That's actually his first playoff win uh, as a starter. And uh, he was 23 of 30 for 246 yards, and he had a 100.1 passer rating, but where he was particularly effective was on run-pass option plays. Uh, five of five for forty-two yards and about a buck o two for the passer rating. So uh, you could watch the highlights when it was the run-pass option. You can see, you know, you could just kind of follow his eyes. He executed those really well. But you know, Mark, uh, you know, you talked about it. We've certainly talked about it. The, the Vikings defense is a much different beast than that Falcons defense. Uh, there's no yeah. doubt. There's no <clears throat> doubt about that. And. You know, I know Doug Peterson certainly playing the disrespect. No one's giving us a chance card. You know, I get that. They're going to have – that's going to be a tall order, man. If, if the Vikings play up to what we think they're capable of and they're riding that momentum and that wave of just that incredible ending, that incredible finish and that, you know, a, a, a Minneapolis miracle, they should be rolling in playing with house money, as Shannon says, confident and ready to roll. So I, do I think the Eagles can win it? Yeah, of course they can. I mean, that's a gritty team. Uh I would certainly would, would think that you know, they're well coached and um they've got special teams, they've got offense, they've got plenty of receivers, they've got a good, you know, crew of running backs there. They can do a lot. But that Vikings defense is is pretty legit and I don't think we're gonna see Foles go Drew Brees, you know what I mean? And and towards them. Uh, through the air the way. But you never know. You never know. I mean, maybe hey, Foles is a plus. He may go surprise. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, or he might go Rex Grossman, effing him, throwing deep. I mean, you never know.
4: <laughs>
2: right?
0: So, you know, it's all possible. so Or
2: Phillip Rivers.
0: Or Phillip Rivers, man. Rivers Rage Face, buddy. All those things are possible. So, kudos to the Eagles, their first NFC Championship game since 2008. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much. You, we'll see if they can ride the disrespect card. We'll see. We'll see on that, Mark. You want to call your uh, call your shot on that? Because I, I know yeah, I, at, at, I know you have a cut time, so I'm trying to be mindful I, of that.
1: I do, I do. I gotta get out of here momentarily. Um, I uh, I'm gonna call Vikings. Definitely expecting a close game. I will say Vikings by um, Vikings by three.
0: So you're pretty much in in tune with what the what Vegas is calling. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I, so, I mean, that being the case, I definitely, um, the over-under is, is, uh, quite low, I believe, uh, 39, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch the over-under or the spread, I think those are both pretty accurate, um, I might slightly think over, um, on the total, but I, I wouldn't want to touch it, but, but yeah, I, I think Vikings by three, and a real, real good, real, real grinded out kind of game, um, again I, I think like we said the eagles are going to have to be able to be able to get some yards on the ground yeah. and uh, and and you know move the ball against the Vikings, can't can't let their defense be out there the whole game. Um and for the Vikings, uh I don't know. I think uh Keenum, you know, keep playing the way he's been playing. Uh, you know, definitely ride, ride the momentum. I mean, you know, ride the momentum of the last game, but you know at the same time recognize this a brand new game. It is brand new team brand new team they're playing. Yeah, you know, Eagles, um yeah, they didn't get here by luck. Uh, no, they're so, a good team.
0: I mean they, they are legitimately they are, they are. A, they're a good team.
1: Absolutely. It's it's it's, as much as I do hate the Eagles, I I I really would be curious to see this playoff run with Wentz in there. I I, I think I've said it on the podcast many times. I I may you know despise the Eagles for a lot of reasons, but I I really like Wentz. I like everything that I've read about him and seeming like he's a really good guy, and he's a hell of a quarterback who's definitely stepped up his game really quick and so I, I i do feel pretty awful for them i, I mean obviously could, kudos for the fact that they're getting it done without him but you know i i feel awful for, for him and not getting to see what what could could be going on in this run if he were in there yeah um yeah so vikings by three vikings by three
0: yeah well you know again like on paper you know if you had kind of ideal scenario like how how fascinating would it be to see a Wentz-led Eagles team uh, hypothetically uh, go up against New England, right? The the new blood, the old blood. I mean that would that that would have been a really intriguing matchup. And that's not to to disrespect the Jacksonville cuz lord knows that's a very very capable team. Uh and maybe, maybe they beat New England. They they certainly could. But if you were talking about like matchup standpoints kind of leading into the playoffs, you know a healthy Wentz, you know, loaded up Eagles team. God, they would have been so dangerous, you know, and that offense. And that would have just, to me, it would have been fascinating to see how the Patriots and Belichick would deal with Wentz. You know what I mean? That would have been a really fascinating Super Bowl. Um, anyway, uh, not not the case, but um, not, the case. not the case, not the case. Except maybe in Madden. Uh, <laughs> except maybe in you know, <laughs> and that's okay. All right. Like the uh,
2: Steelers and the Patriots saw Madden in the AFC Championship. That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Maybe that's what Mike Mitchell's playing on his day off now. Um, (laughs) All right. Mark, out of curiosity, uh, we talked about this briefly pre podcast. Mm -hmm. Given our final four here, what do you think the best, best Super Bowl matchup uh, would be? Maybe your favorite or what you would really like to see versus perhaps the one that you would least like to see? And I. it can be your there's the fandom side and then what you actually think from the football side.
1: You know you know oh, what I'm absolutely. Saying? I I I I easily know all all layers uh of that question. Um the <laughs> most appealing to me is uh absolutely Vikings versus Jaguars. Uh that is a uh hellacious defensive matchup. We, we we know. I mean I don't need to you know anybody who's listened to us before, uh, I'm not picking the pass for anything. I'm not <laughs> picking the Pats to, you know, <laughs> uh, to, to beat the Duke, you know, football team. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's no. Screw, screw the cheater. So um, there, there's, uh, there, there, there's, 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 there's no chance that I'd, you know, want them in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really, I, you know, there there are people who don't enjoy a, a quality defensive match and matchup, and I and I get that, but I, I think it would be a very very strategic, good strategy, you know, kind of kind of game, and uh, I I think it could be fascinating. So, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I will admit, I, I, I think I can say best matchup probably is minnesota pats obviously that's not me picking anything that right. i want there because again i hate even saying their name um <laughs> but but uh, that's what i would say is probably the the, the best matchup um but honestly I'm, I'm 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 gonna you know go with my gut and say what i genuinely believe is gonna happen is i think the jacks pull off pull off the hellacious uh, upsets and uh and then obviously get, i i do think the vikings uh get it done against uh the eagles in a a a good game very good game
0: what would be your least
1: Excuse oh, me, least, that's desirable. Right, least, least desirable. Least mm-hmm. desirable. Eagles pass. I mean, who do I, It's one of those where I, I, I watch because it's just a Super Bowl and it's my duty. But I, I couldn't enjoy rooting for either of them. <laughs> I would I, I, I hate it. I, I, I barely would have to. I, I by like. One point five percent would have to go, you know, NFC solidarity and go with the Eagles. But I wouldn't enjoy it. I, I know some That's very obnoxious e- Eagles fans that you know I could pretend to be mildly happy for, but but did, I, I wouldn't be.
0: Did you see the? Did you read about the Eagles fan that punched the horse? Oh Jesus! No, <laughs> <I did not. laughs>
3: punched a horse?
1: Why, yeah. Why are you punching? Why are you punching a horse, man?
0: It's a it's a bad decision, dude. It's a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a
1: cop? Was it like a? Police yeah, a police
0: horse? horse. He punched a police oh, horse. He Punched God. a police horse. So, this dude got ejected from the game, right? 22-year-old Taylor Hendricks, he got ejected from the game for being belligerent. I guess that's not a surprise. And not having a ticket. Well, that might be a surprise. I I love this, man. And then arrested soon after for punching a police horse repeatedly in the face and neck region, as well as the leg of the officer mounted on top. Dude, let me tell you what, bro. (laughs) Bro. That's a bad move, because a horse will F you up. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, I mean, it's bad on all accounts, dude. It's a cop. It's a cop horse, and that horse could have stomped the crap out of you. That's a yeah, bad, bad... Should have stomped him. Should have. That's,
2: should've, should've. that's a bad look, brother. Stomped him and then crapped on him.
0: Yeah, th- that's also that's also entirely possible. So, <laughs> clear,
1: clear, clearly, he, he has not done his, his due diligence in watching enough, uh, enough uh, YouTube videos. No. Um uh, <laughs> that that horse, yeah, could have and should have you know, stomped the ever living shit out of him. So
2: you know what um, that Philly fan was going through, he was thinking he was Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> nice,
4: <laughs> I
0: like that man. Uh, needless to say, bro spent the night in jail, and he got released yep. the next morning on five thousand dollar bail. And he, yes, will appear in court later this month, and he will also face animal cruelty charges. So you, sir, I think safe to say.
1: At the fail horn, uh, yeah. Can, can 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 we toss him in with that uh, with those uh, California parents? Or is that too much?
0: That might be one of their kids that broke free.
1: Oh Jesus! I'm just I kidding. Should, I shouldn't have brought. It. No, you I should, should. Have brought it up. Right. You know
0: what? I you know what? I bet that dude eats tied. I bet that dude eats Tide Pods.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what inspired him.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I like the one, man, where they're showing somebody, like, uh, hanging, uh, I guess they're uh, peeling drywall off or whatever, and so there's all the insulation, and they're like, hey, <laughs> kids, guess what? There's also cotton candy in your walls. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, it's just amazing. Just
2: amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. but, Justin, look. I literally had the Tide Pod talk with my kids yeah, the, yesterday the, the, and today. The, the, I literally, I, I, it's like... You do realize there are teenagers eating these things, right? Bro. She good. My oldest is like, really? They're stupid. I was like, thank you. Thank <laughs> God. Look.
1: So, like, I, that, I think my response was, on one hand, I commend you for doing so, because it's a responsible parent thing to do. But on the other hand, God, what are we coming to in the fact that you had to do that?
0: <laughs> so, look. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, uh, although I did like the one, and I think... Um, Yeah, a few people had it, but it was like uh, yeah, the Tide pods. And then somebody was like, when you have to go off-brand, and they had like the paper plate with ketchup and some whatever store brand like (laughs) pods. I was like, yeah, nice. So ridiculous. Uh, But look, man, uh, when Gronk has to, when Party Man Gronk has to be part of the voice of reason, and there's actually a a, a, like, virtually a PSA from Tide with Gronk. You know you're doing something wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: why they chose no. him but, but yeah I did see that
0: because Gronk is awesome
1: oh of course. no it is not a knock I love Gronk it, but like what? It, it just seems like a very random like it know is who I think would be a great spokesman for this Rob Gronkowski <laughs> <laughs> it's just the voice of the people <laughs> here
0: you go cause here it is no 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 <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no
1: what the heck is going on people Use Tide Pods for washing, not eating. <laughs> I
0: mean, for real? Apparently. Uh, Gronk, I've partnered with at with Tide to make sure you know Tide Pods are for doing laundry, nothing else. <sighs>
3: The Gronk has spoken. Yeah.
2: No 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 no. It's like the Kimba Matumbo not in my house. Not in my house.
0: Only hungry, eating the pods. Well, I guess we, I guess we don't need Mark's pick for Patriots Jaguars because we know he's taking the, we know he's taking the Jags now. Yeah. No, it's all, it's all good, dude. It's all good. Uh, one little side note I wanted to bring this up for you while you're still here, uh, because I mentioned it pre-podcast. Um, so Minnesota, of course, has uh Millie Walls, the 99 year old fan that was uh you know they talked about during the game, and Goodell went and talked to her. Anyway, a lifelong fan, and Goodell actually gave her Super Bowl tickets. So that's pretty sweet. And uh, so that was nice to see her at the game. Well, one dude wrote into uh it was Good Morning Football, and it was an Eagles fan. He was talking about you know, his grandpa, and he was like, dude, my grandpa's like 99, man, come on, where's the love, everybody's talking about Millie, and so, Phil Basser, man, props to you, bro, Uh, obviously Eagles fan, his favorite Eagle, Steve Van Buren, and uh, this dude fought in World War II and the Korean War, and I love this, his secret to long life is to be mentally awake and morally straight, okay, I don't know if that's as good as Betty White, happy birthday, by the way, Betty White, 96, hell yeah, 96 this week, and Betty White's, Recommendation for a, uh, you know, crediting her long life to vodka and hot dogs. I like, I I like that. (laughs) Happy birthday, (laughs) Betty White. Vodka and hot dogs. So anyway, we get the battle from Minnesota. We have Millie and then from Philadelphia. We got Phil, how fitting, Phil from Philadelphia, Millie, Minnesota. So we have Dilly Dilly, Millie Millie, and Philly Philly. We cover all of them. I don't know who's gonna end up in the pit of misery. I'm not sure.
4: <laughs>
0: they may not survive the pit the of misery. Saints. The the Saints are there in the pit of misery. I had the a stomach. Look, I had a stomach bug the other day. I had the shit of misery. I was in the pit of misery. That's that's <laughs> awful. Stomach bug, oh, man. Let's, nope. let's,
1: let's, be, let's let's be honest. No singular.
0: Fun. No, no, yeah. no. I I don't even want to see my water bill this month, bro.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no good, man. No good,
1: Randy. No deal, no deal.
2: That's a setup for you, man. For songs, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And the> t- <laughs> drew blank.
0: That's okay. Man. Let no. him
3: poop. Let <laughs> him poop. Oh, I don't think we don't. There's no letting. He just did. There's clearly no Jenkins on the pot. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) So did
0: man. It was it was ruthless, dude. Stomach bugs. man. I don't wish those on anybody, man. Those are no fun, dude. No No. fun, man. Although I I will say I I slept the longest that I can remember sleeping in uh, forever, dude. I I left work a little bit early and I slept from roughly, I don't know, four o'clock. To uh, until like 6 a.m. the next day or 5.30 the next day or something like that. I mean, it was ridiculous. Maybe it was 3.30. I mean, I, I was I was out. I got home. I crawled in bed. I was done. And, you know, uh, yeah, I was out. And uh, mercifully, we had a snow day today, so I didn't have to burn a sick day or anything. But, uh, uh, yeah. Whew. 13 hours of sleep, man. Does body good.
4: <laughs> well, I you, would you would hope. Yeah, you would hope.
0: Yeah, somebody was like, you know, hey Sarah, is Justin okay? She's like, no, nah, man. If he comes home and goes to sleep at 3.30, three thirty, four o'clock, he's not doing all right. He's done. That's legit. When I just zonk out, that's like that that's how you know. That's how you know. So anyway, I did also I also did not try the Tide Pods. Did not do that. <laughs> okay. Did not do that. So uh PSA from your friends at the sports brew, as always. You know, look. Look, there's a lot of things in this world that you can do that are stupid. But eating laundry detergent or dish detergent or any detergent, really, that's pretty damn dumb. Do yourselves a favor: just be regular dumb and just drink beer,
4: <laughs> drink, drink
0: alcohol. Be regular dumb and live. <laughs> have some beer. Have yeah, some boy. liquor. <laughs> you know, Arnold. Yes. You know, get recreational or medicinal if you have to. If that's your flavor, that's okay. Uh, but eating Tide Pods, uh, hopefully that's just some... Uh, this Tide Pod challenge is just some bit of stupidity. Somebody's being funny. Uh, but, you know, it's all over everything. And they're, they're, they're now they're spoofing it. You got, like, Oreo Tide Pod flavored. <laughs>
1: like, I mean, that's pretty just, funny. Just, Go, listen to the voice of reason, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah,
0: no. but listen to Gronk, man. No, 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 no. I think there was one where somebody was... Uh, you know, it's this picture of a car, and they're draining the oil out of it. And it says, "Yes, kids eating Tide Pods, and don't even realize their cars have secret chocolate fountains." I mean, <laughs> it's just—it's just all dumb, dude. It's all dumb. So I, I don't know. PSA from your friends at the Sports Brew: Do it right. You know, alcohol or uh, recreational medicinal materials, friends. If you are so compelled, <laughs> enjoy it legally and not quite as stupidly. <laughs> salute I, th- I, th-
2: I think arnold has a uh exclamation point for that
0: perhaps oh if it loads told you chrome was Ooh. being moody today what yes! said? there you go You like this ah! Thanks, bro. there it is there it is there, there, you go. there you go so don't give me that crap yeah no tide pods man no tide pods all right bro uh mark why don't you go and get out of here um so let's see. You're taking uh, the Vikings and you're taking the Jaguars, right? Uh um, yes, All right. If that's the case, what's your what's your final what's your final call? I mean, obviously we we'll, re- we'll revisit this, but you might as well call your <laughs> side sure. all the way through. If it's Vikings oh, Jags, are are you going to ride the Jaguar train all the way through?
1: No, I can't. I can't quite do that. Okay. I, I, I really, I, I before the playoffs started, I said if, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm rooting, was rooting the Steelers, you know, with my wife, whose who's family is you know, very much Pennsylvania based, and so you know they were pretty, pretty uh, disappointed by, by by Sunday's meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if not the Steelers, the Vikings were my 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 pre. Uh, pre playoff pick i just you know i think they've definitely well i don't think i know and, and their fans know equally well the, the they've suffered a lot at, at the hands of being oh so close the 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 field, field goal from a couple years back is yeah. i just I, I i don't know if i'll ever forget that one that I, I don't know how you swallow that one so you know i i think um it be you missed that nice. <laughs> no you um you definitely I don't know I, so anyway I'm on the Vikings train um, I, yeah definitely like I said I think it'd be a really entertaining very you know strategical and you know, defensive game but uh but yeah I got it right with the Vikings but both both and who I would expect to win that matchup and who I'd be rooting for
0: so a sad note for you before you rip court out so uh, there was a one person five days after the Super Bowl last year okay they put down $990 on the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh Jesus. They got 100 to 1 odds. Ooh. So they would come in at $99,000 if if the Jaguars managed to pull
4: that off. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I wasn't. Yeah, you know, I don't know this person, but uh, I'm sure I could seek them out and become their friend, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, uh, I always enjoy seeing a crazy uh, betting idea come come through. So uh, kudos on them. And hell, I mean, being four games away, I mean, you know, who amongst us would have thought that they'd have a chance in hell? You know, going into the season, uh, not the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think even a uh, uh Jesse, I don't think Jesse would have <laughs> possibly pretended no. that they had a chance in hell so anyway, that's a wild one that 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 yeah you know, if that that comes through i'll I'll be uh, very impressed and very happy for that person and uh and yeah i i'll I'll seek them out
0: <laughs> no 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 no
4: no <laughs> <laughs> all right won't anyway. want.
0: All right, man. Well thanks for popping on tonight. Appreciate that as always. Good to catch up. Uh look forward to your hat next week. Uh Absolutely. any uh any parting words, final thoughts, or are you just piecing nah. out?
1: Damn damn good times. Uh yeah. hope everybody enjoyed it it was a da- ball weekend was good good football, yeah. but especially Sunday. Hope everybody had a blast with it and uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll have a great weekend then we'll have a long stretch to the super bowl but uh yeah should be should be a fun one this weekend
0: yes sir yes sir sure. all right man well we will catch you a little bit later uh so good night mark and uh yeah we'll rally up uh, after the afc nfc championship games but for everybody else we'll be back in a couple minutes here uh as always we're the sports Week. you can find us on uh live sportscaster.com of course itunes stitcher radio all uh, oh, the, the Google Play Store, all that good stuff, man. And, of course, our home feed on Podbean, man. Keywords, sports, and brew. You can find us, track us down, shoot to ish. And if yeah, if you're lucky, maybe you'll get crunk Shannon dropping real nasty salty Colts fans Patriots hate. That was really funny, by the way, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I was hammered yeah. saturday i
0: I figured as much if you're dropping country it's on the <laughs> Twitter feed I figured I figured you were wasted
2: and so I was Damn, like I, I was like oh, I dude, was like I had- Three or four bottles of wine and a growler yeah, that day. So uh, I was I was feeling great. I was like, eh, I might want I'm gonna go
0: ahead and just I'll I'll i wash that one off the wall. No big deal. And of course uh <laughs> my, my my Mark's brother Matt uh tweeted in reply the uh the video of like Tom Brady like with his million Super Bowl rings on his hand and I kinda laughed. But uh anyway, that was He's kinda probably gonna huge. add
2: another one here soon. So he might, he might.
0: We'll see. But anyway, uh anyway, we'll take a quick break. Uh but Mark, good night, man, and we'll catch everybody. We'll catch you up a little bit later. Uh everybody else will be right back in just a minute.
1: Peace out, folks. See ya.
0: All right, I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. Uh and then uh, you know, our, our break got interrupted by the dreaded crying baby. So I had to go uh rescue the little one. And I did the uh, oh, she's asleep in a crib. No, she's not. She's asleep. She's in a crib. No, she's not. You can pick her up, put her back. Put pick her up, put her down. Pick her up, put her down. So I got to rock her, rock her back to sleep, fussy baby. So uh, anyway, that is that's the life of life of dad. Late night life of dads, man. Everywhere, believe me, we feel your pain. <laughs> so. Anyway, yes, yes. anyway, uh, salute o'clock, gentlemen, let's go ahead and do this right. I said I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to drink a beer, which I think that would have been the, the first time I had gone uh, maybe second. I mean, it's a rare thing that I don't have a beer beverage or two or three. Uh, back in the day, it used to be more like a beer beverage or 10. Uh, we're not that <laughs> bad anymore. Uh, it's one of the reasons we don't actually end up with five hour podcast. No, that only happened like once. Um I- I- but we definitely had some, uh, we definitely had some kickin' drunken days way back when. So some of the old ones are kind of fun uh, yeah, in, in their own right. And a few of them just never made it to publication, or at least like second halves. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and do our saluted clock just for a good measure. I, up, I did crack a beer, although I'm taking it easy since I did have a stomach bug. Uh, yesterday, I'm only one day removed from it. here I'm drinking a Green Flash Imperial IPA. Uh, it's good too, man. Colossal hot blend summit nugget. I mean, that's a hell of a that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? High gravity, taste enlightenment, <laughs> blah. Nine percent, buddy. Green flash. Woo. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a good beer, bro. It's a Dang. good beer, man. And it's a big. But you can see this is not, not a normal size bottle. This is a jumbo. This is a big jobby. <laughs> that's what I was like. Nice. This is a, this is one point six ounces. That's a big sucker. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't know, should I crack that open? Eh,
2: yeah. what the hell. <laughs> Just remember, Justin, yeah. Amazon delivers beer.
0: See? Well, actually, uh, when I was conked out yesterday, since I got home at 3.30 or whatever it was, or 4, and immediately passed out, and we had a puking. We had one puking kid, one passed out dad. Uh, Sarah went ahead and Amazon promed a bunch of Pedialyte and Gatorade. <laughs> and at first they said they couldn't deliver, and then uh, she was trying to find somebody that could drop some off. Uh, but then, uh, I guess, a window in prom now opened up, and she was able to get all that stuff. So, if you're thirsty for Gatorade, we have, like, four gigantic jugs of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. But, uh, anywho, uh, what you got, MacGuffin?
2: I'm just keeping it easy tonight with a little shock top.
3: Ain't hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Randy, what you got, bro? Well, first segment, I crushed something called Shuttle Train mm. by uh, Iron Line Brewing. All right, Belgian style white ale. But now, I decided to crack open the new Belgium Accumulation, which is a white ale, a combination of a white ale and a pale ale. So, Not bad. But I figured, considering you know, we had some snow today, accumulation was kind of like a you know, nice little uh, homage to it.
0: Yeah, no, that's legit, man. That's legit. So since we're doing a little uh, you know, raise the glass, a little tip of the cap. I mean, I, I think uh, we'd be remiss. If we didn't uh, yeah. raise a glass to uh, two of the best man, uh, Dick Enberg passed away at 82. Hell of a career, hell of a career, great yeah. voice. So Dick Enberg, and then also Keith Jackson, yeah, who he... uh, by gosh, really had some of just some fantastic calls and some great expressions. Whether it's talking about the granddaddy of them all with the Rose Bowl or dropping a whoa Nelly, you know. Uh those two guys certainly helped define uh more than one era, it seems like, of sports broadcasting, but well respected. You hear great stories about the quality of, of who they were. Uh but both of those guys, great careers, long lives, eighty and eighty nine and eighty two. But uh man, Dick Enberg and Keith Jackson <coughs> brothers. Salute. And this this drink's for you guys. Salute. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, Keith Jackson's final college game was the USC-Texas game, and the and that famous fourth and five, the national championship on the line, and that's when Vince ran it in. Well, here you go. I think this is uh, that one right there.
1: Fourth and five, the national
2: championship on the line, right here. He's going for the corner.
0: that's good stuff both those guys man just fantastic great careers and uh lord knows the sports world will miss you but it's great to see all the tributes and all the kind words that people people said and and people had for them so you know do yourself a favor and and just look up some of the highlights some of the things they called uh it's just it's some great stuff man just some great stuff and keith jackson really like Almost the definitive voice of college football.
2: You know what I mean? Every Saturday, yeah. dude. Every Saturday, you have the ABC game of the week and Keith Jackson on the call. And I can just remember growing up back in the 80s and 90s, man, every weekend just waiting for that game. And, uh, man, that's, he lived a great life. Uh, I'm sad he's gone, but he's he's been gone away from the game for over a decade. But, you know, just all those memories of mm-hmm. just those games past. Just uh, phenomenal.
0: I'll have to see if I can find a Keith Jackson soundboard. That'd be a good one. That'd be a real good you one. Know, you know what? Let me, let me look right now. Because you would think
2: there has to be. Oh, my.
0: <laughs> you would think. Oh man. Oh I'll I'll do some digging another time. I we'll get we we'll get we we'll got like the best of Keith Jackson on YouTube. That might be kind mm. of fun too. The hyperbole
4: is done. Now we can finally play the game. Look at that. Oh my goodness. One man. Goodbye.
2: Hello Heisters. Hello Heist by Teague. George Teague to the end zone Touchdown. Alabama.
4: goes into the end zone, and it is incomplete! Oh, the phone, everybody, there's a penalty flag thrown, and I think it's against Miami. The royalty of college football is in assembly at the Rose Bowl 2006. He's going for the corner! He's got it! Vince Young scores! Texas has defeated Southern California to win the national championship of college football.
0: i want a bad youtube clip it's all right you know james voice wouldn't mix a little louder but that's not bad that's not bad but yeah those two guys man rest in peace friends and uh salute to a, a hell of a life and obviously fantastic careers so sports world uh definitely miss you so thanks for leaving one hell of a legacy man one hell of a legacy Anywho, well, let's uh, let's get on to some other tasks, man. We got to crank through. We got some got some work still to do before I make, call our shots and uh, make some picks and roll on out. I guess uh, <laughs> you know, Patriots Titans, man. Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I don't know how many people actually like took the Titans to outright win that game, but you know, unless they just hated the Patriots, <laughs> and that's okay. A lot of people hate the Patriots. I kind of feel like uh, at this point, there's. You know, fans of the teams that are remaining, and then people that are just anybody but the Patriots. (laughs) Oh, you you mean like Mark? Like Mark? Yes. Like (laughs) there, there are a lot of people. (laughs) There are a lot of people like Mark uh, out in the NFL sports fandom world, man. Uh, And you know, you always know when a team is great when not only do actual fans of that sport hate them, uh, or root against them, but just people that aren't even really football fans that maybe just casually follow or don't know a whole bunch about anything, but they hate on them too. Uh, you know what I mean? And the Patriots are that kind of team. It's almost like hating the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? It's just it, – it's it's almost like a pop culture kind of thing. Easy to do. People love to hate them. Uh, so rest assured, there's a whole strong contingent of anybody but the Patriots going forward through the playoffs. Uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition. But, you know, they've done some tremendous things, and we'll, we'll touch – you know, we'll kind of touch on some of those numbers. As we wrap that up, the Titans did have a nice strong open. Certainly given to that. You know, Mariana had, had some nice moves on the ground, uh, popping off for a first down. They finished off that nice drive. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, getting his first career touchdown, which is pretty wild. But, uh, you know, they had a 95-yard drive to make it 7-0 out of the gate. And the classic, chant: this one's for you. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Well, <laughs> not really.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no but chances are no. zero,
0: yeah. 0.0. And the Patriots' but
3: that catch was amazing. No, it was
0: a great catch. It was a great catch. That it really kudos to Corey Davis for that, and a great throw by uh, Mariota. But you know, the, the Patriots proceeded to stomp a damn mud hole in the Titans. They, I mean, they went <laughs> off with of thirty-five unanswered points, dude. And, you know, one of the things that stood out when we were talking about this game is, you know, the Titans gave up the most receiving yards to running backs in the NFL. So it's like, yeah, about that. (laughs) All of a sudden, it was was like a whole heaping of Deion Lewis, dude. And then, you know how the Patriots are with running backs. You never quite know who you're going to get. So it's a bunch of Deion Lewis and then James White just crushing in some touchdowns. I mean, it goes from 7-0 to 7-7 another you know a James White touchdown another James White touchdown it's 14-7 you know the Titans is a strong open and you know sometimes you have these moments in games where things don't quite go your way and it's one of the things about the Patriots is just you have to you have to outwork 'em, you have to outcoach 'em and you kind of out- have to outluck 'em you know what i mean you you have to beat them in multiple phases on and off the field and it's hard to do it's just really hard to do. Like, uh, late, in se- late in the second quarter, it's fourth and five. The Pats are punting. And, you know, they initially called a false start of New England. Refs review it, and they changed the penalty to an offsides on Tennessee. And, I, you know, I know a lot of people on Twitter went bananas, and they were like, what? Oh, the Patriots just paid a the raft. are melting down. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, the dude, the dude moved. The dude moved, and, yeah, the center ended up bobbing his head, but the dude moved first, man. What are you going to do? So it ends up being a first down for the Patriots, and they go right down the damn field. Chris Hogan touchdown, 21-7, to bro. And, the, I mean, the Patriots get a sack party rolling, and they're all over Mariota, dude. And they finished with eight sacks, was obviously the Jeez. Patriots' playoff record. I mean, they're just going, dude. They have another drive, and, and you know, second a goal, and Brandon Bolden essentially just walks the damn thing into the end zone. He's totally untouched. It's 28-7, you know, fourth quarter, you know, Pat's ball, third and 10 from the Tennessee 28. Uh, Brady drops back, pocket collapses, he scrambles, and, you know, you know the game's going your way when you can throw across your body, across the field, and you pick up a first down, you know? Uh, and then they go ahead and polish it off with a touchdown to Gronk to make it 35-7. I mean, yeah, Titans get a little garbagey touchdown to close the gap, but you know that game was all New England. Uh, after the open, it was all New England. It, it it just was. So a couple of things of note: Brady uh, is the oldest quarterback to win a playoff game. Finished 35 of 53 for 337 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. This is the seventh straight. AFC championship game for the Patriots. That's Those, insane. I mean, there are a whole heap of players on that team that have always been to an AFC championship game. I mean, think about that. Gronk. Seven yeah, seven years, dude. Seven years. I'd have to like cross reference something, but I mean, just the, the amount of players that are like, oh, this is what we do, this is what we're used to, this is the deal. Uh, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Matter of fact, one stat I thought was fun. Excuse me. One stat I thought was funny. (laughs) I actually saved this as a picture because it crapped me up. Tom Brady, AFC Championship appearances, 12 out of 16 years or 76%. Excuse me, 75%. Blake Bortles, career completion percentage, 59%. Tom Brady (laughs) literally has a better chance of getting to an AFC title game than Blake Bortles has of completing a pass.
2: Sounds about right. I mean, oh, my God, dude. Just ridiculous, man. Uh, but, but but does Tom Brady have a better chance of winning a playoff game than Blake Bortles? Well, Bortles is two and zero. Look at that, two and zero, baby. The legend of Blake Bortles. The legend of Blake Bortles, man.
0: Uh, <laughs> eighth time that Brady has thrown fifty plus touch fifty fifty plus touch. Goddamn, can you imagine fifty plus touchdowns in a game? That's like me playing Madden against Matt it's, these, <laughs> it's the 15 minute
2: quarters no dude
0: uh i whoop matt one time if i've never told you the story and i haven't played madden in years but i used to play it a ton and i was pretty damn good at it when i played it a lot uh and one time matt being uh oh so matt brought this girl over my house and he was trash talking me about madden oh, and know. so for whatever reason he wanted to play and i was like all right so five minute quarters and I proceeded to absolutely throttle him. And for anybody that doesn't know, in Madden, the counter stopped, or at least it used to, stopped at 2.56. <laughs> I mean, you can you can manually add up what you do and go past that, but the actual scoreboard stops at 2.56.
4: <laughs> I hit that. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that was the last time we ever saw that girl. I don't know. But she's probably like, I can't believe this idiot's Getting his ass whooped in Madden. He taught trash. I'm out of here. What a loser. I don't know. Go eat a Tide Pod.
4: <laughs>
0: but, but, Damn. yeah, yeah, but, uh, it, it was pretty fun. But uh, I haven't played Madden forever. He'd probably whoop my ass now because he still plays. I don't. I think the last time I played seriously was Madden 05. It's been a long time. I played occasionally since then, but uh, yeah, I just don't have time for that junk anymore. But, anyways, the eighth time Tom Brady has done 50 plus passes in a playoff game, he's six and two. Okay, in the Super Bowl era, there are 31 other games where quarterbacks have thrown at least 50 passes in a playoff game. Right? Their record, three and 28. It's a pretty interesting difference. Yeah, Tom's 10th career playoff game with three plus touchdown passes, most since 1970. And of course, I think you referenced this earlier, Shannon. Uh, at the moment, uh, Brady has 66 playoff touchdown passes, which yes, is the most all time shocker, 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 shocker. So, you know, we joked around early in the season about how awful the Patriots defense looked and they had a rough start. There's no, there's there's no doubt, but since week five, the Patriots have actually given up 14 points per game. So their defense has tightened up, uh, and clearly the evolution of a team over the course of the season, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And historically they finished strong. So We'll kind of see how that shakes itself out, you know. The Jaguars matchups—that's that, that's a that's a hell of a matchup. And I wish Mark was uh, staying up late and kind of sticking around with us because obviously we could have talked about the Tom Coughlin connection in Jacksonville, and some interesting uh, tidbits there. But um, at the end of the day, what do you guys take from the Tennessee uh, Patriots <clears throat> game, man?
3: Well, I have to say this: it felt like the first quarter was like the Patriots are going, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's see what happens. Let's 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 give them a little false hope. Let's see if they actually can hold on to that nu- nugget of hope. Oh shit, they scored a touchdown. All right, let's just finish it right now. Finish them off. Let's do this. That's exactly how it felt. <laughs> yeah. So you're
2: saying they went mortal combat. Finish him. Finish Pretty him. Much.
0: That's
3: funny.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, and of course, you know you end you know end the game with a cronking to remember as yep. always. Yep. But it just, it felt like, it's like everybody's like, oh, Brady's slumping, Brady's having an off few weeks. He didn't look very off uh, that game, now did he? Nope. Nope.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, they they didn't have but so much to do at the end of the season. You know, fair or not. Mm -hmm. um, They handled their business, and he he didn't blow it. Well, from a fantasy football perspective, he didn't light the world on fire, that's for sure. (laughs) But, you know, they got the job done. And, you know, what is the mantra? Do your job,
3: right? Do your job. Stats be damned. <laughs> they did it. And a bad time for the Titans to run into Deion Lewis, who was just on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, they tore him up. They
0: tore him up with, the, with with passing the running backs, man. They ate, their, they ate the Titans up, dude. You know, leading into that game, a lot of people were talking about the Titans' D-line, them getting some pressure on Brady, which... I mean it's kind of what you got to do. You you know, you, you have to be able to rush four, you have to be able to collapse the pocket. Um you need to be able to get to him through the middle, you know, hit him hit him around a little bit. And you know, they <laughs> the Titans defense is decent. I mean, it's not Jaguars level, it's not Vikings level. All right.
3: But nah, they were outmatched, man. They were outmatched. New England is a bit of a finesse team. You have to out-physical them. That's just that you have to come out and you have to hit them in the mouth, basically. Every single down. Yeah, well, that's
0: one of the things that's you know, it's it's one thing to get out-coached, but if you can out-hustle, if you can out-work and out-hustle and and, and mess with their game plan and their game flow and and, and get to Brady early and often, you know, you can disrupt the game flow. And there's only so many formulas to beat a team that's going to, that that can do the multitude of things that they can do, and if you put them in a position outsmart you and they beat you, well that's on you. You know you got to find another avenue because I I don't know that there's any teams that are better coached than they are. The Steelers definitely aren't.
4: <laughs> I mean you,
0: you can make a pretty you can make a pretty good argument that the Steelers are one of the most at least on the offensive side of the ball one of the most talented teams in the league, right? But. You know, lo and behold, guess what they did? Underperformed. <laughs> lo and behold, guess where they're at? Out- their asses are out of the playoffs, dude. <laughs> Playing Madden. Playing Madden, man. P- picking up Marcus Williams that somebody else cut, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just... I-, I mean, you can just, you know, go down some laundry list of stats and achievements and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it- they- they're a damn good team. And, uh, you know, I don't know. but Some people might think the Titans did malarkey a little bit dirty, but... You know Mar- Mariota. I know there was some reports he he injured his quad early. In, you know in the first quarter, but you know against that defense in, the, in that situation, there were sometimes he looked to tick slow, and it, there were sometimes that team looked to tick slow. But you're going against arguably the best coach of all time. You're, you're going against you know arguably the the greatest quarterback that's ever stepped foot on the field. I mean you know you can hate him all you want, but the credentials are there, the results are there, and the history is there, and you have to, you have to, to beat them in the playoffs, especially in their house. You got to show up, dude. You got to show up, and you got to ball. And the Titans just didn't have enough, man. They just did not have enough in the tank. I'm not gonna hate on the Titans for that. I'm not. I just the, the, the Patriots just own that game, dude. Own that game. So no hate for me for Tennessee, but Patriots, yeah. You know, we like to joke around about some teams like Bills gonna Bills, you know that kind of deal. Well, Patriots gonna Patriots. So if you're gonna if you're gonna outdo them, man, you got you got to step you got to take your game up a couple of notches. It's one of the things I find super intriguing about Jacksonville. If they can deliver on that. Um, speaking of Jacksonville, you know I don't know how you can walk away from divisional weekend just without being really impressed by what Jacksonville did to. Did <laughs> to the Steelers, dude. <laughs> I mean, I know they ended up giving up forty, you know, forty two points. That's fine. Yeah, I that's a lot of points to give up, sure. But <laughs> did anybody here in their right mind a expect the Jaguars to go into Pittsburgh and beat them, and then B? to cover the spread by themselves.
2: <laughs> Randy called Jacksonville in the upside.
0: <laughs> or excuse me, yeah, yeah, or excuse me, uh had cover the the total by themselves.
3: The points total by. Them. I mean, seriously, y'all? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> See, I wasn't I wasn't expecting the points. Yeah. But I figured that physically and the fact that they'd beaten them before, I figured Jacksonville at least knew what they had to do to beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. I just didn't expect it to be you know, you know, 87 combined points between the two teams.
0: Oh, that was nuts. That was nuts.
3: But I figured they did exactly what I figured they'd do. Heavy dose of Fournette right up mm-hmm. front. I mean, he did it, and he, it's like Pittsburgh is his own second home. Home away from home. Because he, <laughs> he just loves running at, at Heinz Field.
2: Yeah,
0: he does. I loved, man. And obviously, the Steelers did a lot of trash talking, and, and uh, I think it may have been focused in part on the wrong team. <laughs> uh, obviously, they were looking forward to a rematch with New England, and they made no secret of that. Okay, they made no secret of that. You uh, never look ahead. And the Jaguars are too good of a team, too good of a defense to be that dismissive to, especially when they... had. Beating the brakes off of early in earlier in the season, and I know I know the points. You know I know Fournette had a garbagey monster touchdown okay. run at the back end of that game, but the Jaguars showed up and balled pretty good earlier in the season. They showed up and did it again, and it, it does feel like on some level Pittsburgh was almost dismissive of of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the mess. I mean, Le'Veon Bell had uh, had a tweet that said, "I love round twos. We we'll love two round twos in back to back weeks." No, you won't, bro. You're going to have round none. It's over, bro. (laughs) Because your butt (coughs) is at home. Enjoy Uh, round
2: two on Madden.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, Mike Mitchell was talking about a a potential rematch with New England. And, you know, he said, uh, quote, we can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti. We can play them in New England. We're going to win. Not if you don't beat the Jags, bro. And they didn't. Nope. And Jacksonville, man, who, I, whoever runs their Twitter account, man, you get an A for the day, bro. Uh, <laughs> they tweeted out, you can play them on, after, after the Jaguars won, of course, uh, quote, you can play them on EA Madden all offseason. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, AJ Boye was talking about Mike Mitchell, man. He said, quote, he doesn't really do much over there, I guess, except for talk. So he said we're going to know his name. I still don't remember his name. I know it's Mike something. He'll be watching us next week.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Damn. Just
0: funny, man. Just funny. But uh, Leonard Fournette was on point. I love the aggressiveness from Jacksonville early. You know, they drove down the field, and they went for it on fourth and goal, dude. And I know sometimes we're like, take the points, take the points, take the points. But... You know, I, I like the aggressiveness from Jacksonville in that situation because they're they're the visiting team, they're the underdog. They're saying, you know what, we're bringing it to you, bro. <laughs> and they were. Fournette went up and over for the touchdown. It was seven nothing. Boom, real quick. And then the Steelers get the ball and Miles Jack just flat out stole that. Re- he stole that pick because that wasn't necessarily <laughs> a bad throw. I mean, maybe maybe Big Ben shouldn't have done it. Maybe he should have gone elsewhere. But that was a beautiful pick, and, and then Miles Jack just—I mean—he had like the little stutter step, tiptoe thing to make sure he was in bounds. Flat out just stole it from that receiver, and so yeah, that's right. Leonard Fournette says, "Yo, I'm here. What up, dude?" Uh, first and ten from the 18. Fournette with a sweet run gets to the outside, the sideline, cranks up the jets, and gets his foot right inside the pylon. Man, it's 14 nothing before you know it. All right. Hey, there's some things you, we can certainly criticize the Steelers for in the course of this game. We said take the points when the Jaguars are up 14 nothing and the Steelers, you know, are kind of getting maybe I don't know on their heels a little bit. When they do get something going, they have fourth and one from the 20, and this is one of those take the points moments mm-hmm. to me. It's fourth and one from the 20. They do a sweep. They do an outside run, right? And I mean the Jaguars D is all freaking over it man and it's a big old fat loss just in my head I'm just like womp womp I mean if that's the play you're gonna come up with dude come on man I love Bell but I mean Bell's an incredible running back he is by the way Pittsburgh can you pay that man get him on a contract get it done yes get him paid get him paid man stop wasting our time look Antonio Brown best wide receiver in the league okay Le'Veon Bell one of the best running backs in the league all right he's not replaceable with any old whoever you know hey, random runner he's just not man. he's just not especially for <laughs> for the Steelers team the way their offense is too valuable pay the man all right but they don't they don't convert there and that, that's one where i kind of felt like more like it was a, it was a take the points you know what i mean uh Jaguars keep on rolling they, they polish off another drive with a yeldon run 4 yard touchdown on second to goal 21 to nothing and you know one of the things that's that stands out in this game, the Steelers do put forty two on the boards, and, and some of what they had to do to score those points, and you know they have a potent offense. We talk about the killer bees, you know, uh, obviously Ben and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, but you know some of the throws and the catches that were in this game they were just incredible. Yeah, you know, uh, Big Ben hit uh, Antonio Brown for a twenty three yard touchdown. That was actually the first touchdown that Boye has given up. All year. That's crazy. By the way. And it took arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL to do it. It was a, and it was, a dime. Yeah. It was, it was a perfect throw, a perfect catch. It was a super veteran move, uh, extending that one arm and then bringing it in with the other. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, made it 21 to 7. And the sitters do get some momentum, but they also had some unfortunate boo boos along the way, man. You know, Fournette tweaks his ankle in a spin move goes to the locker room you're like uh-oh. Uh-oh, what are they going to do? Steelers get the ball and you know Big Ben just gets swallowed up by the defense. Jag's force the fumble and it bounces out and I mean I you don't football usually bounce all kinds of screwy. You know what I mean? They're kind of lopsided like Mark's head. So they don't they, they don't <laughs> always bounce <laughs> they don't always bounce in predictable ways. But that ball popped right out of roethlisberger's hands and that damn thing bounced like along just the line the it's like the, the you know what i mean it was weird it went almost perfectly sideways and popped right up to a jags defender uh i think it was telvin smith that picked it up oh, and, yeah. and just ran it back for a 50 yard you know fumble return touchdown make it 28 to 7 i mean just crazy Steelers get the ball back fourth and 11 32 seconds on the clock you know, Ben hits Martavis Bryant for a thirty-six yard touchdown, and and boom is twenty-eight fourteen at the half. But rest assured, there's no way that crowd was expecting that kind of that kind of first half, man. It was nuts. But you know, here's the thing: you know the Steelers are a potent offensive team. You know that, and the Jaguars were able to answer in a couple of different ways on defense, on offense, and yeah, again they gave up a lot of points, but yeah, the Jaguars scored forty-five, dude, <laughs> and. I don't know how many people in their right mind expected that. And I know Bortles gets his fair amount of criticism, and a lot of it's earned. A lot of it's deserved. Yeah. But he also had some nice plays, and he made, had some clutch plays and some big moments in that game. You know? in the third quarter, the Steelers on the move again. Uh, Roethlisberger hits Le'Veon Bell for a 19-yard touchdown to make it 28-21. Uh, it was great coverage. But again, it's it just, it, just an incredible catch by Bell, man. In the fourth quarter, the a Steelers ball. It's another fourth and one. No quarterback sneak, which we'll get to in a minute. No run play. It was a play-action fake, and, you know, Ben threw to Juju Smith-Schuster, but D broke it up. Uh, Jaguars respond, man. First and 10 at, at the Steelers, 48, and Bortles in a play-action just ripped off a pretty bomb uh, to Keelan Cole inside the five. And then, our you know, our, our man Leonard Fournette came back out, rolled back out, dude. You know, shook it off, <laughs> brushed it off, whatever you want to say. <laughs> off that drive with a three-yard touchdown run to make it 35-21. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of ping-pong at the back end of this game, dude. Uh, Steelers ball, fourth and five from the 43. Uh, Big Ben stepped through the pressure. Uncorked to bomb Antonio Brown. And, and just another incredible catch for the touchdown. 35-28 Jags. Uh, Jags get the ball back. You know, they, they they get some nice yards from Yeldon on a check down. Uh, set up another Jags touchdown. Bortles hits Bohannon. I mean, I don't know how many people had the money on Bohannon to get a touchdown in that game. Probably not many. Uh, Mark possibly because he's a degenerate gambler. But I mean, it was it was well executed. They set up the defense. They took advantage of it. 14, 14 yard touchdown. Forty two twenty eight uh, Jaguars. Man, just you know, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Steelers are still trying to bring the heat. I mean, Tomlin's over there just on the sideline, rage-facing out, uh, looking distressed. He's got spit all over his damn beard. He's screaming like, what the F? I mean, you know, out of curiosity, man, was there any point that you guys thought, like, the Steelers were going to find a way to come back and take this thing from Jacksonville?
2: Um, it, It had that feeling that it could happen, but Jacksonville just seemed so confident Mm-hmm. That I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm.
4: Well,
3: well, um, that
2: and they were in the lead the
3: entire way. It seemed like they were in control at all times. Yeah. In control. In
4: control. <laughs> I mean,
3: that's they funny. were just—they were out hustling. They were just physically dominating them. And absolutely. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh—that doesn't happen very often with that team.
0: No, I, that's part of the, like, their legacy and their attitude, right? Their their, their mythology, if you will. Is is uh, intimidation and 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 big time defense and and all that stuff and I don't know man I, I think you have to give mad kudos to mad kudos to Jacksonville for rolling up there oh and, yeah and most definitely especially when when Pittsburgh is just you know, strapping up the rally caps and I mean just some again some of those plays some of those plays man Antonio Brown was just filthy dude <laughs>
4: yeah he was just
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent filthy. Seven receptions, hundred thirty-two yards, two touchdowns. But the stat line doesn't even begin to tell you how ridiculous he was. Uh, and you know, and Roethlisberger, thirty-seven to fifty-eight, four hundred sixty-nine yards, five touchdowns, and a losing effort. Just ridiculous,
2: dude. Just ridiculous. Thirty so five five inter- interceptions the first time. Five touchdowns is second time. Yeah.
0: Kind of interesting turn of events, right? Um, yeah. But, at, you know... The, and both are losses. Both are losses. Steelers are still bringing the heat, man. Uh, first and goal from the nine. Pocket collapses under pressure. Big Ben takes off. Looks like he's going to run that sucker in. And then he turns. It was a backwards pass. It was a lateral to Le'Veon Bell. And, you know, Bell trucks in for the touchdown. 42-35. And this is really the meat and potatoes of the game because the Steelers have rallied up. The Jaguars have managed to fight them off and still made some big plays. But, you know, it's two eighteen on the clock. So the Steelers have two timeouts. And, you know, you can punt the ball and kind of play the percentages or you can be aggressive. I'm okay with the fact they went aggressive and went for the onside kick because they hadn't done a terrifically effective job of, of, of stopping Jacksonville. That being said they could have they they could have kicked it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been upset either way. I understand the onside kick attempt. But that had to be one of the ugliest damn onside kicks I've <laughs> ever seen, dude. <laughs> not only I mean that thing was a bad bounce. It didn't go 10. I think it went like 5 yards. You know. So, not only was it a piss poor uh, onside kick, you know, and it it gave the Jags fantastic field position out of fail buckets. I mean, I, I don't know how you could have done a worse onside kick. Uh, just disastrous. So, I, I mean, at Jacksonville doesn't have to do a bunch of bupkis to, you know, boot through a field goal and make it, a, a you know, a two-possession game. It's just atrocious. Just atrocious. I don't know, man. It, it's just funny to me. Uh, you know, uh, of all the... <laughs> Let, let me let, let me put it this way. In retrospect, where do you think the Steelers blew that game?
2: Uh, first quarter, you got down or first half when you got down twenty-one to nothing, twenty-eight to seven. I mean, dude, you're, you're scratching and crawling all your way back, and even if you do get it tied, it's like they still have the opportunity to win. Yeah. So I, I just don't think they had the right. Yeah. Mind. Uh, mindset going into the game
3: they they just flat out underestimated Jacksonville they disrespected them they they lost before they even got on the field by looking past them to New England thinking it was just going to be a cakewalk having that type of mentality going into the game you, you've already lost you, you can't you get you can't beat yourself that way yeah. It's one, of, It's one of the reasons why, like, when you see New England, Belichick's always like, on to the next, on to the next. He's he's always like, you know, this week is on to Jacksonville. It's like he, they're always – all these teams are always focused on their next opponent, and this was just one of those instances where Steelers just thought, well, oh, look at this playoff game between the Bills and Jags. It was low scoring. They didn't – neither team could do anything. This is going to be easy. Let's just focus on New England. That's – I mean, if I think if they had gone in with the mentality, look, we got to focus on Jacksonville. Right. I think maybe this is that one moment where Big Ben makes those plays that and how that that team doesn't get down so early that they are forced to try to just air it out practically the rest of the game. Yeah, because if you have an opportunity to pound it with Le'Veon Bell with them, it it. Really sets up their offense nicely, and especially if they can actually do some clock management. Yeah. When you're, but when you're down twenty-eight to seven, that's that, that's
1: that's that's that, rough. I
3: mean, I mean, it's not like it's not possible to overcome that type of deficit, but we've seen with Pittsburgh in the past, if someone team gets up three scores on them, they have a real hard time of overcoming that.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's a lot to overcome, and I mean, uh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh's offense is pretty damn good. I mean, their defense really let them down, uh, it really did. But that, you know, again, I think some of that's just a credit for damn Jacksonville showing up and being ready for that freaking football game. You know, oh yeah, and uh, it, it, I think, I know, not having Shazier it, you know, hurt them. I, I think we all know that. Maybe uh, you know, in retrospect, maybe they should have kept Harrison. Uh, yeah. but, but that's water under the bridge, bro. That's done, man. That's done. They made a decision and they ran with it. But, you know, Jacksonville just showed up and, and just took them to task, bro. Just took they them to do. task. I mean, uh, Fournette was 25, 25 rushes, 109 yards, three touchdowns. First rookie in the Super Bowl era to rush for over 100 yards with three touchdowns in a playoff game. Second rookie since 1950 with three rushed, uh, three rush touchdowns in a playoff game. And, and keep, that's impressive. Keep this in mind: the Steelers led the NFL with 56 sacks. You know, you know how many times they sacked Bortles in that game?
3: Zero. 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 0. It's like Blake freaking Bortles. How the? I mean, usually you wait for him to mess up the game somehow, and he actually didn't turn the ball over. Nope. He didn't get sacked. Nope. And mm-hmm. when it counted the most, especially on some of those, uh, late drives, he came through.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, he didn't set
0: the world on fire, yeah. No. but he, he also didn't burn down his team's chances to win either. He did exactly what they needed them to do. You know, I, I mean, strong defense, great defensive effort, uh, two takeaways, two sacks, fumble return for a touchdown, obviously the W, uh, and the, the Jaguars just brought the hammer, dude. Uh, I love to have uh, you know, he was on uh, NFL Game Day Prime, and you know, oh, you ball, you get to call. And so Dion was talking to Fournette, and Fournette said, "This game was for you because you called me the tiptoe burglar the other week." I laughed; <laughs> thought, that, thought that was so funny. But uh, you know, I mean, they just they would, they showed up to play, and whether or not the Steelers were just maybe they spent too much energy worrying about the Patriots, maybe they didn't. Maybe they were dismissive of Jacksonville. Whatever it is, you know, um, the Steelers are a, a, a good team. This is, you know, this is not to knock them per se, but Jacksonville showed up ready to ball, and it really looked like they almost took Pittsburgh by surprise out of the gate. And it, t- you know what I mean? Like it took a minute for Pittsburgh to be like, whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> whoa. Hold on a second. And that's nobody's fault but Pittsburgh's. I mean, again, credit to Jacksonville, but that's nobody's fault but but, but the Steelers, dude. Uh, and and that's something they're gonna have to they're gonna have to suck on that all damn off season, man. Uh, Jaguar safety Barry Church in the, po- in the post game, and he's like, "Why are they talking about the Patriots? Disrespect, dude." Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. And they fed us the fuel we needed to come out here and dominate. I'm glad we sent them home. <laughs> um, look at it this way. All right, the most points allowed by the Steelers in a playoff game, and they lost all five of these, by the way. Uh, 45 to the Jaguars obviously just happened. 45 to the Dolphins in 84. 41 to the Patriots in 2004. 38 to the Raiders in 83. And 36 to the Patriots in 2016. But that's the most points they've ever, you know, I mean, what's well, tied? 45 in, you know, against the Dolphins in 84 and 45 against the Jaguars this year. It's hard to win a game when you give up, like, all-time numbers. That's a real hard way to go. Yeah. Real hard way to go. And, you know, you can throw uh, Haley under the bus all you want, Big Ben. I mean, you can. (laughs) I I think he threw Todd Haley under every bus in Pittsburgh, by the way. (laughs) Vroom, vroom. No quarterback sneak player audible. (laughs) (laughs) Ha-ha. I like that post-game presser, man. He He was asked a question regarding the quarterback sneaks. He's like, I'm for it. It's kind of over my head. why we don't do it, I don't know how many years it's been since we ran a quarterback sneak. Uh, there, uh, Big Ben's last rush attempt uh, on a fourth and one was Week Four of 2014, by the way, versus Tampa Bay. So it's been a, it's been a minute, and that's fair criticism. But it's just <laughs> that that might be something better in house, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, not in the post game presser, but you know Haley's gone anyway, so I guess maybe it's immaterial. But uh, yeah, dude. Under every bus in Pittsburgh, man, they all drove over him, dude. <laughs> Captain Bob, big old Ben Roethlisberger. But you know, I mean, the Steelers ran their mouths. man. There's a lot of hubris, and and the Jags brought the heat. I mean, now you're you're seeing like weird stories about ownership partners putting pressure on you know the majority of the Rooneys, whatever to fire Tomlin. I, I I don't know if that comes to fruition. I mean, Tomlin's a good coach. Uh, I don't think he's ever had a losing season. Uh, it's fair to look. It's fair to argue that the Steelers have underachieved in the playoffs. I, I think the more relevant thing is is really criticism of uh, them running their mouths a little bit before games. I know it's great for sound bites, but you know they they haven't necessarily delivered the results. And I know the Patriots are the big baddie on you know the big bad boss, but y- you got to get to them. You know, if you don't even get to them, that's on you. That's on you, and. I, I, you have to give credit to the Jaguars in this. I, I, just at the end of the day, man, Pittsburgh's a good team, but I, I just think you have to give mad credit to Jacksonville uh, for showing up and balling hard and being the aggressors in certain capacity. That defense, the run game—I mean, just uh, just impressive. And I, I think they caught I think they called Pittsburgh off guard. I really do. And they and Pittsburgh should not have been caught off. You know, they just shouldn't have been. That's on Pittsburgh.
3: Well, that, and they just learned a very valuable lesson. Don't give the other team fodder. Don't give them the reason to get hyped. Don't give them a reason to come out and want to punch you in the mouth, even more so than they already wanted to in the first place. (laughs) And that's that's exactly what happened.
0: Well, funny side note. I don't know if you heard this little snippet from uh, Jalen Ramsey. And you know the Patriots don't—they uh, don't give you a whole bunch of bulletin board material. That's not really their mo. It's not really their deal. And uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm impressed with what Jacksonville did. You got to give them some props, some daps, some love, some high fives. But you know who you don't want to give bulletin board material? New England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a mistake. So uh, you know, Pittsburgh ran their mouths. This to me isn't as egregious, but uh, you haven't beaten them yet, man. You haven't beaten them yet, but so I appreciate the enthusiasm. I like the uh, excitement, but there may be a lesson coming down the pipe. We'll see. Uh, This was (laughs) Jalen Ramsey to the uh, crowd of Jags fans at Everbank Field. (laughs) I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl and we going to
4: win that bitch. We gonna
0: win that bit. <laughs> now you got a game okay. next week, but if if you're there the week after, there ain't no game, bro. <laughs> it's two weeks. <laughs> it's two weeks between, man. Two weeks between. <laughs>
2: what you gonna win the Pro Bowl? <laughs> That's right. They're gonna
0: win a Pro Bowl, man. They're gonna win a Pro Bowl. But uh, you know, again, I, I think there is a little bit of reflection of some issues uh, in house. And you know, David DeCastro was talking about the Steelers' obsession with the Patriots. And just what happened against the Jaguars. Uh, David DeCastro said, quote, they were ready to go. They were mad. They were angry. They had something to prove, and they did it. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It really is. It just blows my mind. They beat us 30-9 on October 9th. We played like crap. And we want to talk about New England? I don't know what, what to say about it. It's just stupid. It's just not what you do. You don't need to give a team like that more bulletin board material. D- don't forget the Tomlin... Had an interview with Tony Dungy on Football Night in America saying he expected to play the Patriots twice this season and adding, we should win it all. Well, well. didn't get to play him again. And you ain't win it all, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, Side note, and I, I certainly uh, appreciated this. I would imagine you will too. Uh, a Jacksonville bakery decided to troll Ben Roethlisberger. They sent him a box of seven turnovers.
4: <laughs> Apple,
0: Blueberry, and Cherry. <laughs> ah, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> Why? Because uh-uh. he threw five picks and fumbled twice. <laughs>
4: damn. <laughs> oh, man. Or my bad.
0: Maybe maybe he threw six picks and fumbled once. Either way, he turned it over seven times. So they sent him seven turnovers. They were like... uh we appreciate the turnovers you gave us over our season, so in return, we wanted you to get a taste of seven turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, the amazing city of Jacksonville, or as you know it, Saxonville. So, <laughs> nice. Kudos, Sinodi's uh, Bakery. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. Kudos, man. Kudos. That ah, was good times, man. Seri- all-, all kidding aside, though, you think Tomlin's safe there? I mean, I, I think he is.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, let's be honest. They, they've had three coaches in what sixty, fifty, or sixty years. Th- He's th- he games yeah. that way.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Chuck, Null, Bill, Cower, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah, that's I'm... that's literally it. Yeah, I mean, well, I,
0: would... I think the Redskins have been through like
3: six coaches since two thousand, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just six, maybe more. I, th- I think with Tomlin, I think because he was handpicked by Cower. And the fact that he, he granted it was Cowher's team, A bunch of guys Coward brought in when they went to the Super Bowl last. I think he's safe for the most part, just in that respect. Yeah, it seems like they because their carousel of uh, coordinators just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, that that's the one that really seems to be coming and going. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. I I think it, it's safe to say that the pressure's on. I mean, realistically, you figure you have. A Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver, and a Hall of Fame caliber running back, uh, and to think that they're not going to be able to get it done at some point together, yeah, that seems kind of crazy, doesn't it? Missing um, rings. But uh, yeah, missing rings, but you know, and and I know that we're on the tail end of the Patriots era, and I don't know how much longer they can keep that together, but they you know they keep doing it, they keep surprising us. You never know, but. I mean the ebb and flow of the NFL, man. You you never quite know what a year is going to bring you, and so when you have a good team, when you have opportunities, and when you have a playoff game at home, man, you got to show up. You got yeah. you got to stop wasting those. And the Steelers have wasted some of that, and that's again that's one of those things that's on them. And you saw them talking about that in the post game, man. They interviewed Bell. They interviewed Brown. I mean, here they are. You know, Brown was talking about how they they just you know can't get it done. Can't get it done, man. Yeah, they all these people that work this hard and that hard and do this and do that and they, and they can't get over the hump. They can't find a way to blah 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 blah. Well, that's on y'all, man. Stop doing Facebook live videos in the locker room acting the fool. <laughs> you know, Stop. don't disrespect a good team, man. They beat you earlier in the season and they rolled in your house in the playoffs and they beat you and they beat your ass yeah. again. Tell you what, if yeah. you see if you see him next year, I'm sure you're not going to talk any junk. <laughs> Oh, just, it's just crazy to me. Just crazy to me. But anyway, all right, I'll tell you what, man, let's shift gears. Let's go ahead and start, uh, you know, wrap up thoughts on that. And we'll start making our picks. Uh, Shannon and Randy, uh, you know, any other kind of takeaway thoughts from, uh, really more about Jacksonville than anything um, since the Steelers are done, but any other kind of takeaway thoughts for for Jacksonville uh, from the playoffs?
2: Honestly, good for them. That you know, they haven't been there in a while. And mm-hmm. yes, Blake Bortles got just crushed for his performance against Buffalo, but he had a rough game. It was a rough game. Yeah, but they got the W. That's all that matters. And he came back and played okay the the next game. You know, it was what fourteen to twenty six. Don't have the exact numbers Two... <laughs> 214 and a touchdown, and he had about 35 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. So, solid performance for him. But Fournette with the the 100 yards, three scores, they better hope that dude's healthy for Sunday. Although TJ Yeldon looked really good in a couple of spots in that game. Look, I don't think.
0: Yeldon's solid, but uh, Fournette, he's not.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the bell cow like Fournette is, man. Mm-hmm. You can keep giving that dude the ball, and he's going to soften up that defense. Um, I thought the play calling by Jacksonville on that first drive was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They did a run, and then they went three or four play action in a row, and then end up getting a touchdown. I mean, uh, by Fournette on fourth down. Yeah. It was just, they were aggressive. They went after it. They didn't play scared. So I think there's a little bit of that Tom Coughlin influence there mm-hmm. for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Dude, y'all just were too cocky. I they I think they were just too cocky. They were just looking ahead at one game and just you you can't do that in that league.
0: Definitely not against a good
2: team. And it, can't
0: do it. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. Can't just put
2: it on cruise control. You gotta do it live,
0: man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Even Bill O'Reilly knows
1: do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live.
3: There you go. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> I mean, definitely uh a lot of credit <laughs> to the coaches in general too cuz keep that team focused and reeled in and just say, "Hey, let's just go out and play our game."
0: Look, stop the presses, man. Uh Blake Bortles said Trent Dilfer has apologized for calling him the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: because you know Dilfer uh, would know all about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Dilfer would know. Dilfer would know. He would know, yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, did, did you all see the thing where uh uh Cleus Campbell was talking to somebody. This is obviously, obviously before the game and uh he actually threw out that the exact score and uh, talking about how the game could be. Did you guys hear this?
2: No, no I did.
0: Check this out. Check this out.
2: So for everybody to be looking at this game this week and saying the Jaguars can't play like that again, especially on offense, and keep winning. What's the message from in here?
4: Uh, hey, we, we do whatever it takes, you know. Uh, I mean, we, we try to win any way we can, you know. Uh, play one play at a time, you know. We uh, execute, you know. But I take it, you know, uh, 2-0 if it comes that way, or 45-42 if it comes that way, you know. As long as we win, I'm happy.
0: How about that? Mm. 2-0 well, if it comes sure he's that happy. way. Yeah. Forty five, forty two yeah. if it comes that way. Well, bro, it came that way. <laughs> and Shannon <laughs> Shannon, what's the magic word? What's that? Oh man, it came that way.
2: Oh, that's what she said. Sorry. Hey. Oh my God.
0: F. Sorry, I'm yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fading. I know, it's okay. You can go Steelers, man. It's all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. Wouldn't that be Falcons
0: fading? Can't get the fade. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Fair point, fair point, fair point. All right, uh, well, i tell you what, man, let's go ahead and call our shots and uh, hit up a wrap-up clock and get out of here, man. Um, Hope we have another snow day. Well, Shannon, you do. Uh, you might have to work tomorrow, but uh, your kids get the old snow day with CCPS. We'll see if uh, we have, we're have we the benefit beneficiaries of any other snow days here. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, mercifully, it's only 2 o'clock in the morning, not 3 o'clock in the morning, so it could be far worse. Uh, but let's go ahead and power through the rest of this bad boy so we can get everybody to sleep and get on out of here, man. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and call your shots for this weekend, man. We got uh, Patriots-Jaguars, obviously, uh, and uh, certainly a, you know, a good game, man. I, I think we're looking at two, two very interesting matchups. Lots of storylines there. Uh, Eagles-Vikings and uh, Patriots-Jaguars. So why don't you call your shots uh, and then, uh, yeah, let's do that first. Let's do that first.
2: All right. Uh, I'd like the Patriots to win. Okay. I, I just I just like the experience. Um, I think Jacksonville's a great story. I think if they can keep that core together, uh-huh. I think they can be a contender for years to come. Uh, I think they're going to explore either Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins in the offseason to go with that incredible defense and that run game. Wouldn't be shocked. But uh, you know, it's just hard to go against the goat. Uh, Blake Bortles, just <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> nah, wrong BB. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, man, that, that's just that's just a tough combination to beat. And while Jacksonville's good, uh, they are not Jedi's yet, so they will not win that game. Uh, <laughs> and I'll take the Vikings over the Eagles in a slugfest. The uh, Jeff Fisher Bowl, as it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Foles and Keenum.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, they will each score more points in that game uh, than the Rams scored all of last season. Oh, God. With, with Fisher coaching them. so <laughs> Tragic, man. Tragic. Hey, Goff- you know what? Our NFL.com teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Patriots-Vikings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. I still think it's a hoot that our NFL playoff challenge teams are exactly the same. Randy, I know you went Saints on yours, uh, so you, you get to reboot. But uh, if, if if it holds the form, man, you never know, man. If, if we actually hold the form here and we get all all uh, Vikings and Patriots, Shannon, you and I are going to be sitting
2: pretty. Yes, sir. We'll be tied because we'll our teams be, are exactly we'll the tied. same. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it, too. I'm that kicking myself for not picking up digs. Well, yeah. I think both are at this point, but whatever. That's what you okay. Gonna do?
0: Well, I, well, I had feeling. You know what I mean?
2: It's okay. Yeah, and that's, he'll probably go off to this game.
0: It, it's a, you, you never quite know what you're going to get. All I know is 4X bonus, dude. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs>
2: yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for, buddy. Heck, yeah. Each quarterback <laughs> those five touchdowns in the Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah, racking up the yep. points.
3: That's right. Uh, Randy, go ahead and call your shots, man. Honestly, I, I'm i pretty sure the Pats are going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I would love to see Jacksonville win. Don't get me wrong. Um, I actually put in parentheses next to this game. I was like, is this going to be an easy game for the Pats or is this a potential trap game for them? How prepared are they going to be? Um, as for Vikings-Eagles, I'm going to go Vikings just because I think they're the healthier team. And I, the big question here I got is, can the winceless Eagles move the ball against a top tier defense? Yeah, they may be able to run the ball a little bit, but they're really going to have Foles really needs to show what he showed in the second half against the Falcons, but for a full game against Minnesota, if they, if Eagles are going to win. Yeah,
0: no, it, it's going to be a big challenge for them. It's going to be a big challenge for them for sure. Keep going.
3: Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, and of course with the NFL playoff challenge, I picked up a bunch of Vikings for the weekend, even though I've got no bonuses, but so yeah, it looks like i you know, I got Pat's Vikings myself. So it looks like that's going to be my uh, pick for the Super Bowl.
0: Well, you know, we don't have digs. So what's smart money to do is for you to play digs. Cause we have, True. we have four X on Thielen, right. But if Diggs is the dude, you get him now, and then you you multiply him out. So, because you have to go, you have to go upside. Yeah, you, you got to go different and go upside. And just a, this is true. And McKinnon, we don't have McKinnon. We don't have uh, Diggs. I'm just saying, man. Pro tip, bro. I may have to make that change. <laughs> Never mind. Don't listen <laughs> to a word I said. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. 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 Uh, speaking of the uh, the Vikings, uh, yes. one one last time. Uh, our buddy uh, uh, Bob Mentory, Uh he does like the really rando voiceover deals. Uh, and he did have a special call for the Vikings-Saints walk-off touchdown. And here it is.
2: Well, they got to get out of bounds quickly here. Maybe one-two plays. Keenan looking right-sided. Oh, my goodness. What is Marcus?
0: Oh, Facebook, you're killing me. That's so lame. Hail horn. Womp womp.
2: Well, they got to get out of bounds quickly here. Maybe one, two plays. Keenan looking right side. And... Oh, my goodness. What is Marcus?
0: All right. Round two fail. What can I say? Much like the Saints, that clip couldn't finish. <laughs> really? That's messed up, dude. Bump, bump, bump. All right, third time is the charm. Guess I get to edit this one tomorrow. Yay!
4: <laughs> well,
2: they got to get out of bounds quickly here. Maybe one, two plays. Keenan looking right side. And oh, my goodness, what is Marcus Williams doing? Diggs catches it. He's going to branch in the end zone. As the clock hits double zero, he says, fuck it. Throws his helmet. Vikings win. <laughs>
4: Holy shit. <laughs> Does anybody know what the fuck just happened?
0: (laughs) Yeah, buddy. I thought that, that, I mean, that was great, man. That was great. I I laughed. I laughed at that, man. Yeah, we have a good time with his stuff, man. He cracks me up. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let me look at my picks real quick. So, I'm actually really, really, really tempted to take uh, Jacksonville. I just don't know that I can commit to it. I love the, uh, the Tom Coughlin angle to this. Obviously, Coughlin, the, the coach of the Giants. Too, uh, it's safe to call them upset Super Bowl victories over the Patriots. And he's back in Jacksonville, man. He's not the head coach, but he knows a thing or two about taking out the Pats. Okay? Fair question. Do you guys think Tom Coughlin's out there with the Super Bowl rings this week? Knocking on doors, tapping on tables?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> here's, yeah.
0: The, here's the thing, man. I don't know that Blake Bortles is Eli Manning. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to be, you know, sticking a football on their head and somehow hold on to that thing. I don't know if you're going to have any amazing sideline catches. Okay, I'm not sure. But teams that have had success against New England, the Ravens, the Giants. All right. One of the things that that enabled them to do that is is just playing. it's like playing without fear. It's like the old you remember those t-shirts that were like no fear, <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of crap. It's that kind of deal, man? You got to bring the heat, you got to smack Brady around. You have to bring attitude and you have to bring execution. Okay? And to be fair, the Giants those two Super Bowl victories, they brought a smidge of luck too. All right. Got to have it. Got to have it. Re- remember we talked about earlier, you got to fight you got to try to outcoach them. You got to try to outwork them, uh, out hustle them, out scheme them, and sometimes you just got to out luck them, right? Yeah, y- you need some things to go your way. You got to show up. You got a ball, and you need a-, a break or two to go your way. And Bortles did look calm, cool, and collected for whatever that's worth against the Steelers. But can he do that again? And I, I think my con- my concern is that history isn't particularly kind on that front. He isn't consistent. Uh, I think the Jaguars' defense can get to Brady. Um I mean rest assured the Patriots are going to scheme any number of things to get the ball to hell out of there. I don't know that anybody can effectively cover Gronk. Do they have a linebacker that can really run with him? Do they have a safety that can, you know, be physical and and is big enough to deal with him? I, I don't we're going to find out. You know, Amendola obviously stepped up. You got running backs galore. Uh the thing is with New England, they just have as always they will scheme a multitude of ways to go after what it is your know, your weaknesses or whatever it is they perceive your weakness to be they're going to do that so you have to you, you know you just you have to beat them at their own game or you have to beat them to the punch so i certainly don't think the jaguars can outscore them granted jacksonville outscored pittsburgh and i didn't think that would freaking happen Uh, I thought if Jacksonville was going to beat that, it was going to be a slugfest. So, you know, they had a slugfest against Buffalo. They had a a freaking point explosion against Pittsburgh. I just don't know that I can trust Bortles. But uh, at the nitty-gritty, I have more faith in Tom Brady, and I have more faith in Belichick and that team than I do in Jacksonville. And believe me, that is not a knock against Jacksonville because that team is damn good. They really are, and that defense is hellacious. But if anybody can sniff out an opportunity and do something with it, it's quite frankly Brady and Belichick in New England. They just can. So um, plus they got they're going to New England. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but it's not going to be warm, sunny, and fun. <laughs> so uh, you know uh, we'll just see. But I, I just I trust Brady more than I trust Bortles. Um, I think the Jaguars' defense. If they, if they play a plus game, they can keep a minute. I don't know that they're going to get a, a you know a turnover, a, a fumble, or a pick six. I don't know if they're going to get that. Uh, that being said, I don't know that Brady can make uh, Brady and Cooks or Brady and Gronk or whoever can make some of the plays that Big Ben made to Antonio Brown. I'm not sure they can do that. So, you know, I'm intrigued by it. I certainly give the Jaguars a chance. Uh, but taking down New England in their house... That's a different level. So, and if the Jaguars do it, man, kudos to y'all. You're, you deserve to be in the Super Bowl. You go up there and knock them out. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Uh, but, I, you know, until it's proven otherwise, I I just feel like I got to take the Patriots, man. Just got to take the Patriots. But, you know, I'm tempted to take Jacksonville, but I'm going to top myself out of that. I'm going to stick with New England. Uh, as far as Eagles-Vikings... I don't really have anything against the Eagles per se. I'm a you know, yeah, the Redskins thing. Um, I think it's kind of fun that in the NFC East, the only team that doesn't have a Super Bowl win is the Eagles. I hate to see that go away. <laughs> I do because I like all the jokes about their empty trophy case. That's always fun. Vikings have certainly had a bit of a monkey on their back with the playoffs. You know, it was 19 years ago that Gary Anderson missed a 38-yard field goal. Ugh. Yeah, uh, you know, that would have put him up 10 over the Falcons. Uh that was <laughs> that, his that was his only miss of the whole season. Yeah, that won me a lot of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. You know, the Eagles can win this game. I, I really do believe that, but uh I I just I, th- I think the Vikings almost have that team of destiny vibe to them uh to get to the Super Bowl and and play it a, on their home field. I mean, think about how you know, usually it's win and go home like season's over, but for the Vikings, or excuse me, lose and go home, for the Vikings, it's win and go home <laughs> to play the Super Bowl, and that's mm-hmm. kind of fun, man, and the Vikings haven't been to the Super Bowl in 41 years, you know, I've been alive for plenty of stuff, I haven't seen the Vikings in the Super Bowl, so it's okay, it's time, <laughs> you know, I, I dig that, I think they're going to ride the wave off the Diggs touchdown, and uh, you know, I like their chances. Uh, Philly can absolutely win. They they really, they, got, they got a lot of pieces. They have a good defense. They have a good run game. But I don't think an ugly ass game like they had against Atlanta. I, don't, I just don't think it's going to be that kind of a game. And I don't think Keenum's going to throw a, throw a potato off his back foot again. He got away <laughs> with it. He got away with it um, by the end of the game. But I don't think he's going to make that that mistake again. So you know, Sendejo being back out there, I think is is key. Uh, But I like the Vikings' defense. I I think they're going to be able to get the foals. And I don't think they're, you know, I I don't know that I believe the Eagles are going to be able to run all over the Vikings. So, uh, to me, it's really more about the Vikings' defense. Uh, And I think their offense is a tick better, obviously, without Wentz. I think the Vikings' offense is a smidge better. I think the Vikings' defense is a smidge better. So, I favor them and uh, you know Vikings Patriots I think is an intriguing Super Bowl matchup Vikings Jaguars would be okay I think the one I'd least like to see is Eagles Jaguars cuz by god I think the Jaguars might murder Philadelphia dude
4: <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly I think the ja- yeah.
0: if it's Jaguars Eagles dude I'm telling you I think the Jaguars might flat out murder Philly that dude might be punching a whole bunch of horses. <laughs> you know what I mean? That dude might need to go out and punch a hippopotamus or something really random. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not feeling that one. Jags Vikings could be good, uh, but uh, you know, of, of the final four, I think the one that I would find uh, pro- that I would want to see the most. If it was Wentz, it would be the Eagles and the Patriots. But uh, I, I think give me give me Vikings Patriots. I think that would be pretty good. Um, I won't I won't be bitter if it's the Jaguars. I think that would be a great story too. Uh, Vikings would be a tremendous story if they got this done. Um, and Shannon, I think the, the last year you said, or earlier uh, earlier podcast, you said you know we got our first overtime Super Bowl. Wouldn't it be great if we got our first you know team at playing at their home stadium Super Bowl? So we've talked about it for weeks and I'm going to ride that one. So I'm going to, you know, that's the one, that's the matchup. I think I'd like to see the most, but, uh, Jaguars Vikings would be good too. I I just don't think I want to see Jaguars Eagles. That one, that one worries me. That one (laughs) worries me as we wrap up matchup. You, you would like to see the most and matchup. You'd like to see the
2: least both of you, by the way, most Pat's Vikings least. Browns, Giants. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Madden, brother. Only in Madden. Only in Madden. You idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> nah, I'd say the least would be Jags, Eagles, because I, I think they would just smoke them. They, no. they would not have an answer for that defense. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it.
0: Randy, what you got, man? Uh, matchup you'd like to see the most, matchup you'd like to see the least.
3: The most, uh, I think I'm going to have to agree with you guys. uh, Pats Vikings, just because two excellent head coaches playing a game of chess and the way, and just the story alone for the Vikings getting to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium in front of their home crowd and potentially maybe knocking off the juggernaut that is the Pats. I mean, that's an amazing storyline in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, The least, I mean, I'm. I mean, pass Eagles, Jags, Eagles. I mean, at this point, anybody with the Eagles, because <laughs> but because well, because if they're not healthy and it, I feel like they just they underdog mask, underdog potential. mask. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I just don't think they would. I mean, defensively, sure they would, you know, be all right at times, but I just I just don't trust Nick Foles. Yeah, no, I, get now, you. I don't. So, it's and I you know, obviously, if the Patriots, I mean, come on, if, it's like if the Patriots Eagles, it's like, well here, here, Brady, have another ring. Uh, if it's Jags Eagles, you know, it, it might be a little closer, but I just think Jags defense is just too much. Yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things.
0: Yeah. I know there are some reports that uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, injured his hand a little bit in practice because uh, they say it should be okay. Yeah, we'll we'll have to monitor that that I you know obviously if Brady has a problem with his, with his throwing hand that's a pretty severe that's a pretty significant development <laughs> uh, yeah um, yeah so uh, we'll see how that unfolds over the course of, of the week but uh, I would imagine that Brady like they're not going to let anybody else touch him the rest of the, the rest of the week
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they might nope. not uh, and I'm sure that the Jags are going to be like get to his hand man. <laughs> Um, headline that I laughed at Uh, (laughs) I like this one on PFT Doug Marone won't lean on Tom Coughlin any more than usual man get that get out of my face with that y'all gonna be all kinds of buddy buddy talking about the pages man get out of (laughs) here come on man I like this I haven't watched them Marone to the two wins by the Giants over New England seriously if I'm not in it I don't watch it (laughs) if I'm not in the Super Bowl I usually don't watch it David Tyree made a great catch though. He's a Syracuse guy. That one's for you, Randy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, just like, you know, Marone's a Syracuse guy and so is Coughlin. So it's just like it all works out. I didn't realize Coughlin was a Syracuse dude. Uh huh. I didn't know
0: that. How about that? How about that? Uh what is funny is how many people uh, are Parcells guys. Yeah, still floating around the league. Uh oh, 80, yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. So we'll see, but uh yeah, I won't be leaning on Tom Coughlin more than usual. I Man, get out of <laughs> here, bro. Tom Coughlin's going to be all up in that piece, man. All up yeah, in is. that piece, dude. For sure. For sure. But uh, anywho, uh, side note, Leonard Fournette did have a, got rear-ended. Uh, but I, I love the fact he's okay. He's okay, by the way. And memes aside, it wasn't Bill Belichick driving the car that rear-ended him. Um, <laughs> no Tide <laughs> Boy, Pods I involved. S- I saw that earlier. Yeah, it was I like laughed. him
2: drinking that orange juice or whatever. Yeah, I laughed.
0: Very funny. Uh, but uh, Leonard Fournette autographed and gave away his car bumper.
2: <laughs>
0: he said he signed the bumper of the car uh, of his Maybach and gave it to a first responder after he got rear-ended. He also posed for pictures. <laughs>
2: that's pretty awesome yeah. That's funny but that's pretty awesome
0: yeah that's a good dude right that's a good d- how would you like that memento in like your man cave right this is Leonard fournette's <laughs> bumper
3: <laughs> I'm not gonna need it anymore here there. Yeah. Sign it for uh, it. that's a hoot uh, well
0: it's from a Maybach Lord knows how much that bumper actually cost <laughs> yeah just probably just staggering him out uh also random side note uh Vikings fans celebrated that game when he touched down so hard he <laughs> tore his Achilles whoops Oh, <laughs> that's pretty tough. One thing that always makes me laugh is uh, anytime you have like this thrilling, crazy come behind or just ridiculous kind of win in sports. And, and Min- a Minnesota church sent this out, and it was like, you know, if you made any promises,
4: <laughs>
2: if you made
0: any promises during the game, mass begins at ten. <laughs> it's hard not to laugh at that. I always think those are a hoot, man. I always think those are a hoot. But I tell you what, man, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. But I think we have to walk off with one of the ways we got in here. That's celebrating that touchdown, man. Keenum to Diggs. And somewhere, somehow, maybe, you know, Sean Payton's still doing a sideline taunt skull clap. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Probably not. That might be done. Come on for the win. Reload the page, you jerks. Uh, I told you Chrome was being a pain in the ass. Been a pain in the ass all night. Let me reload the page. The hell.
4: <laughs> but we're going
0: to get out of here one of the same ways we got in this piece. And that, if it ever loads, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> That's right, buddy. My heart will go on. All right, gentlemen. As always, take the over. It will be all right. Tomorrow morning, shake it off, friends. Yes,
2: sir. Coffee. Lots of coffee.
0: Coffee. That's right. right. You got training, bro. Coffee up, son. Coffee up. (laughs) It's all good, man. All right, friends. As always, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, uh com, of course our home feed on podbean and uh keywords are sports and brew man uh so however you find us google play store or whatever works for you uh just track us down you can shoot a little ish uh on twitter at va sports brew <laughs> i still like that dude shannon man i i was like man shannon had to be so drunk when he wrote that <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I crushed the growler by noon and then I it was like whining the knew. rest of the day. I
0: knew. I was killing it. I yeah. knew, man. I knew. You know who else crushed a growler by noon and it was doing stuff was, was the NFL Shop since they sent out conference championship bound emails to the fans of the four teams that lost.
3: <laughs> oh, damn.
0: Yeah. That's who else was crushing a growler the wrong way.
3: <laughs> Ooh, good
0: job. Good, good, good effort. effort. You had. One job. (laughs) Also, uh, by the way, the Alabama player who tried to fight the assistant coach on the sideline transferred to a different school. Tennessee State. Yeah. uh, Thanks for the memories. We'll ship your ring to you. Peace out. (laughs) Yeah. F O H. Yeah. F O H, man. F O H. Yeah, that's right. I bet by the time next year rolls around. He might feel a little bit different. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it like going from the NBA to the G League? How does that work? <laughs>
4: <sighs>
0: Solar alert, baby. Solar alert. Anyway, all right. all right. That's it. Let's get out of here, man. Guys, enjoy the evening. Get some rest. We will catch you on the flip side. And everybody else, man, enjoy the football games, dude. Hopefully, uh, AFC, NFC championship games live up to a... We've had some fun moments in the playoffs so far, so I'm hoping it lives up to it. If not, well, oh well. But uh, we'll still have the Super Bowl. And uh, one last thing, <laughs> one last thing. Tonight was supposed to be the debut of of uh, President Trump. This is really for Mark, and I, I, I'm kicking myself for not mentioning it to him uh, of President Trump's fake news awards. And I just want to, I just want to say that I think it's hilarious that he went to debut the fake news awards. And the site that he linked to didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) So the fake news awards were, in fact, fake news. (laughs) That was hilarious 404 error.
4: (laughs) Good
2: job, good effort. Good
0: job, good effort. So the last chunk of the night, man. Oh. Fake news awards or fake news. I don't know how you get better than that, dude. That's just effing funny. <laughs> well,
2: no, we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> do it live. I'll write it and we'll do
1: it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. Yeah, it does.
0: Yep. Bad yeah. link, man.
2: Just do it live.
0: Bad link, man. Bad link. Anyway, on that note, we're out of here. We're catching the flip side with the sports brew. And peace out, y'all. Late.
3: See ya.